0: Oh, hey, here we go again. Another uh, broadcast uh, healing uh, adventure on the Robert Scott Bell Show. It is the uh, 3rd of uh, January, 2023. And, of course, the biggest news you know we're going to have to open with is the collapse of uh, Buffalo Bills uh, football player, uh, Damar Hamlin, and all the controversy surrounding it. We're going to head headlong into that. Uh, we also have uh, Lori Gagan on for the first time talking about glyphosate, the dangers of toxic uh, uh, glyphosate, which is something we love to talk about. We wish we didn't have to but we will, and she's got some some things that uh, you need to know. Also, the FDA is trying to uh, see if they can put the CBD genie back in the bottle and regulate CBD. We'll see where that goes. Uh, there's information about those who have been boosted or worse off than those who are not. Uh, not surprised here. Also, type 2 diabetes back in the news, and it's just, it's Looney Tune medical pronouncements that type 2 diabetes is irreversible and incurable. It's in there. We're going to reverse it and cure it on the show as we always do IBD treatment without drugs and surgery yes that too there's a whole lot going on see if we can get some questions of the day in as well thanks for being here by the way robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room share the show and we'll see you there momentarily let's get this healing party started right about now
1: the robert Scott Robert scott bell show The voice of health, freedom, and liberty—the Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: This, uh, this first story we're covering goes beyond sports, goes beyond NFL football. Whether you like it, hate it, don't care about it, this is uh, about the the human condition, the human challenges we're facing right now as a, I'd say, as a species, uh, certainly. And it, it, you know, it trends and attracts towards what is wrong with the modern medical monopoly and its control over just about everything. And that includes government regulators and of course, media, because as we were watching this football game last night, my wife and I suddenly see this tragic scenario occur where a, a football player by the name of Damar Hamlin from the Buffalo bills tackles a player. He's a defensive and uh safety kind of thing, or you, you know, you're covering for those who don't know football, right? You got a quarterback trying to throw to a receiver. The safety or defensive end tries to stop that receiver from catching the ball. Just, I'm just going basics now. But he ended up tackling this guy after he catches it. Uh, don't see anything unusual until he gets up, staggers and falls, collapses, and then we see the the, the crowd of of, of the, the players surrounding it. There's a actual something you don't see every day on the field. Uh, an ambulance coming up and a triage scenario occurring and having been a fan of football my whole life I'm an american dude all right i acknowledge it i remember there were times where there were severe head injuries or or spinal injuries where they'd have to put the player on you know uh, strap him down on a gurney on a back whatever they just and then an ambulance does take him out so it's not unprecedented i've never not seen that double negative in what i'm saying here but what we witnessed last night and probably everybody in this audience, even if you're not a fan of football, you might have seen if you're on social media, Twitter, or otherwise these events that unfolded and the game basically canceled. I don't know if they're going to reschedule it or not, and which is also unusual because when you see football games, even when there's injuries, you go to the blue tent, head concussions, or if you're carried off the field on a stretcher, of course, there's a lot of concern. Players, everybody, the audience, well, everybody's concerned, but then the game resumes this time. The game didn't resume. Something else was going on. Clearly, something else was going on here. Now, we have learned about things since this event occurred last night, that this was a cardiac event, a specific type of event. Some are claiming due to a specific hit to the chest cavity at just the precise moment that would trigger or, let's say, stop the heart from beating. Now, it, I, you can you say it's a very unusual event? Yeah. How often does this happen? Well, I've never seen it as a fan of football. People, uh, the announcers on on the field, off the field, they're always saying, like, I've never seen this. We've never seen this. That's what you heard again and again and again. Now, our proclivity or bias here may be to immediately say, and you've heard this and I've seen it, the tweets are all a agog about this, Clearly, this guy is. He's hes injured from the vaccine, the jab, the COVID jab, and this is why he's got the cardiac event and the collapse. And while that is possible, while that may be true, I have no definitive knowledge of if or when he got the jab. He likely did because the NFL was pretty, pretty heavy on so-called mandating it, requiring it. And I saw a report. Somebody said the Buffalo Bills team is 100 percent vaccinated. I'm like, no, that's a lie. That's not true. That's not accurate because. Cole Beasley is on that team and Cole Beasley has been outspoken uh a resistor saying I will not I will retire rather than get that jab and he's playing so it's not across the board but I also bring this up to recognize that people not only like Cole Beasley but the quarterback for the uh Green Bay Packers what's that guy's name Super Don Green Bay Packers guy Aaron Rodgers right Aaron Rodgers yeah He's very outspoken, didn't get the jab. I mean, there was controversy about that last year as well. But I look at that event and say, how unusual was that? How many times have you seen an NFL or professional football player uh, collapse on field with a heart attack? At 23 or so years of age, that's my son's age. Thinking about that, your prime of life. You get hit, you get up, and then you collapse. Now, there's a lot of say armchair medical diagnosing going on, even from doctors that are should know better than to say, I know what this is and it's not that. Like there are extremes here that we're witnessing. On the one hand, anybody who brings up that there might be a concern that if this, this young man was jabbed for COVID, the COVID jab, that has anything to do with it, that they're immediately dismissed how outrageous. At the same time, those doctors that say, I know it wasn't the jab. It's like uh, on both sides of the equation, you don't know. We don't know. I don't know. I certainly have suspicions and I I certainly believe it's reasonable, even perhaps logical to say, hey, there's something going on here that doesn't pass the smell test in terms of normalcy and how unusual this event was on the field, what we witnessed. And And the fact that these players... I mean, we, they were in emotional trauma beyond anything I've seen, even from those that are concerned about their fellow players who had got a severe injury and are carried off the field and they resume playing. There's something more about this event that you could sense, you could feel it. It was palpable in addition to the obviousness of, oh my gosh, there's a, there's an ambulance on the field and they're trying to restart this guy's heart who had a heart stoppage on the field. So now he's still in critical condition at a Cincinnati hospital after they were playing the Cincinnati Bengals. And we and I pray for his his safety and recovery. I do not wish any ill will on any of these, these folks that have gotten the jab or not. Again, I don't know. I assume, I can assume, but I'm just going to say where I'm speculating, I will acknowledge I'm speculating. Now, the articles are aplenty here. Buffalo Bills safety, Hamlin in critical condition after cardiac arrest. The game has been postponed. And that's one of the links there. But there's also uh, a Substack article from Steve Kirsch, who we've had on this show. He's been a very outspoken uh, advocate of the dangers of the COVID jabs. And let's see, DeMar Hamlin uh, suffered a cardiac arrest and will not make a full recovery. This is the headline there on the Substack. But within this, and I, I don't know that he will or won't make a full recovery, but he Reached out to Peter McCullough, one of the top cardiac physicians on planet Earth, to speculate on this uh, particular event. And I want to read the quote from Peter McCullough, because I think this is the most rational thing, whether you're a physician or not, that should take us out of the, we know it's this or we know it's that. We don't. Peter McCullough, cardiac physician, one of the most uh, celebrated and knowledgeable guys of of the cardiac realm. He says, I watched the play live both as a fan and a cardiologist, and I saw blunt neck and chest trauma, a brief recovery after the tackle, and then a classic cardiac arrest. I have communicated to one of the most experienced trainers in the world, and we agree that it was a cardiac arrest in the setting of a big surge of adrenaline. If Damar Hamlin indeed took one of the COVID 19 vaccines, then subclinical vaccine induced myocarditis must be considered in the differential diagnosis. We have been told he was successfully defibrillated on the field and has been intubated and is not spontaneously breathing, which is consistent with anoxic encephalopathy. The nation prays for his complete recovery. And this was uh, three hours before they announced exactly what he had just said there. And I've seen other cardiologists make that same statement about something called commodio cordis, a phenomenon in which a sudden blunt impact to the chest caused a sudden death in the absence of cardiac damage. Of all the hits, and it's a brutal sport, football, of all the years and decades that I've been watching the sport, and not not me, anybody, when was the first, second, third, or last time you ever saw anything like this on an NFL uh, playing field? So right there, it's not out of the, the realm of, 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 of reasonability. To say, hey, this is very strange. This is very anomalous, even though cardiologists can say this is something that has been defined, it is known, and it can happen. But uh, let me just say this to say you definitely know it's the jab that did it, or to say that you definitely know it's the jab that didn't do it, both of those statements are not verifiable, validatable. And unfortunately, though, the polarization of opinion. That has been brought about largely by, let me just say it this way, the mainstream media's collusion with the COVID narrative that the COVID jab is safe and effective, even today, after all that we know, has also precipitated the what we call the extreme polarization response, even from folks that are more sympathetic to our view that the COVID jab is quite dangerous and does indeed induce cardio cardiac events, including myocarditis, pericarditis, and, and more. So when we go into this discussion, I'm going to have Super Don open up his microphone because I know how annoyed he gets from any side of the equation that just jumps into that extreme polarized perspective and and doesn't consider all the things. I'm trying to relate to you as we open up today's show because, again, great caution, great compassion for this football player and also the fear that I felt palpably from those players on the field unlike any other injury that I'd ever seen occur on the field. And I think you know it's not just a Cole Beasley or a Aaron Rodgers thing, but Super Don. Would you agree that these NFL players are talking amongst themselves and have been for a while about, hey, is this cardiac stuff real as it relates to the jabs that we were told we had to get? We can't deny that either.
1: There was a considerable, a considerable amount of uh, what you would call vaccine hesitancy mm-hmm. in the NFL, and we talked about it at length uh, over the last three years. So. It's not an uncommon thing in the NFL. Um, And it was quite controversial, actually. But uh I, I think it's reasonable to say that, yeah, that perhaps these players are looking at what happened last night and they're
0: going, oh, crap. Oh, crap. Could this be? <laughs> yeah. That's what I feel. It was yeah. different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You are an NFL fan, too. You've watched it just like you're a dude. And we've seen injuries on field. Everybody has.
1: It happens. Oh, yeah.
0: This was different. Not only in you know that it was a cardiac event but the way it happened and also the response all the things are surrounding this are different they never called off a game before to my memory
1: no uh, remember the, the Joe Theismann uh, situation oh yeah a brutal Holy cow oh, that was just insane right they didn't yeah. they didn't cancel the game over that
0: so there's something yeah. more and I, I that that's what lends credibility to this is different well, than anything before listen
1: well. I mean it was it, it was pretty extreme mm-hmm you know, I mean, they had him on the field and they were doing CPR for nine minutes on the field. So it was it was you know, for everybody to see, except mm-hmm. for the cameras, the camera. You know, one of the things the players did and I and I can appreciate this. Yeah, that they circled uh, while the uh, uh, damn Hamlin when he was on the on the ground yeah. um, so that the cameras wouldn't zero in mm-hmm. on what was going on. Yeah, they
0: were very protective of one of their own they were. and, and, they were and all, totally. all sides of the equation, both teams. There wasn't now suddenly we're, we're still on the wrong others. It was completely let's get away yeah. from the game of football and say this Everybody is a, a
1: Bills fan last night. And so um, and I appreciate the way that you uh, you you went into this because you, you pretty you pretty much you, you
0: you eliminated all of my gripes. We talked about this before the show. You were surprised by my response to this. And Yeah.
1: No, it was it was good. And I and and that's really the way that we need to look at this because the last thing you want to do, if you remember back when when COVID was the thing and we were trying to, to, you know, navigate all the craziness that was going on, one of the things that we heavily criticized was uh how everything was a COVID death, right? Right. Every, you know? Yeah. Everything, everything was a COVID death, you know, and it was like, oh, it's COVID. And we got really hot under the collar about that. Uh, and the last thing we want to do is become what it was that we criticized and say that everything's a vaccine death. You don't know, we don't know. You can suspect, you can look at it and go, it really seems likely, but but we don't know. And people are jumping up and down online and fighting and arguing, and you know the the guy is like you know in the hospital, and everybody's going ha ha. See, yeah. you know, there's just there's no there's no need for that.
0: Well, even after the fact, there was like a tweet that was proclaiming to be a doctor that had just given him a COVID jab, like a booster last week. I'm like immediately my response, and it should be a trained response at this point to realize suspect that it's a fake until you can prove otherwise. Yes. And it Correct. turns out it may have been. And, and again, it doesn't mean that he, he did get the jab and has nothing to do with it, but to, to on either side for a and, doctor, and saying, I, I know it wasn't to all of us saying, I know it was, we don't have that information.
1: We Here's the reason why I'm saying we need to be a, just take a step back for a little bit because this is a little bit different, actually quite a bit different than the other things where we've seen where some guys just walking down the the soccer field and then falls over and dies. Mm-hmm. You know, there was an impact that took place uh before he he collapsed and had this cardiac arrest i mean so so you, you can't deny the fact that that happened and i believe it's a very rare thing that happens but it's about 30 i think statistically they say about 30 times a year mm-hmm. uh, here in the u.s where it, people will get have that impact that blunt force impact and yeah. it will stop their heart because yeah, it, it is a thing
0: yeah so not- anyway yeah. Now there was another report I saw on big league politics. I don't know if I sent this to you. It said at least 769 recently vaxxed athletes collapsed last year during competition. And this is all over the world. This is, you know, right. soccer a lot, as you point out. So again, to dismiss it outright, that it has nothing to do with it is, is just as bad as saying, I know a hundred percent fact that what caused this guy to have this heart attack. Uh, but again, I like McCullough and his level-headed approach there, to, but also to deny that there may be a, a relationship where there likely is if he was, knowing what we know about the jab. Yeah, there's that article. Um, you know, I'm just appealing as, as Super Don d- is too, to recognize that we could become just as bad as the side we criticize. You know, and this is the thing about um, in, a, in a broader human perspective, a human experience perspective, as I've met many people on the left side of the political fence that suffered from what we call Trump derangement syndrome, TDS, they have become so filled with the rage and hatred that they claimed Trump was filled with. Because that which you hate and loathe with all of your might and passion and heart, whatever it is, you become. And so I urge caution in, in, you know, taking All of that angst and anger and rage and frustration that we, you know, we might have genuinely because of events that have occurred to us or, you know, uh, to someone we love, that if we take that and we focus it on the negative only, that we become that which we loathe. That often happens. And we see now the political left, not everybody in it, but by and large, they become the group. If you want to talk group dynamics, uh, that just wants to shut down discussion, debate, any consideration of anything other than whatever narrative they believe in. And we talk about, again, a cult-like devotion, for instance, to COVID jabs. Like, I know what, what uh, it isn't, and it's not the jab, anything but the jab, anything but the vaccines, ABV, we've talked about that as well. But there's so many things that are creating inflammation long before there were COVID jabs, long before there was mRNA injections. And we didn't ignore that here. I didn't ignore that here. And that includes toxins from not only big pharma, but big agribusiness. Talk about Monsanto, now owned by Bayer, the things they've developed, including the glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup, and all of the damage that that can cause to the entirety of the body, including the vascular system. And so even to say that it's the COVID jab, why some people don't have this impact from the COVID jab and others do. It, 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 there's unique bio-individuality. There's unique exposure vectors in life. There's uh, strengths and weaknesses in excretory pathways, the liver, the kidneys, the lymph. All of these things are unique to each every and in every individual. Why, you know, they say, well, if, if if glyphosate were that dangerous, everybody would have, I don't want name it, lymphoma. Or if the COVID jab was really that dangerous, then everybody would be dropping dead of a heart attack. That's just not the way it works. There is a unique individuality in terms of exposure levels, tolerance levels, ability to clear things, all of that. Yet, I would argue that nobody is benefited by the ingestion or exposure to something as toxic as glyphosate. You might have different impact. One person could be in in a wheelchair paralyzed by the exposure. Another person seemingly unharmed, maybe a mild sniffle. But that's the uniqueness of each and every one of us, Bioindividuality. But that's not an argument to say that, therefore, glyphosate must not be the cause of any of these problems, any more than you could say that the COVID jabs is not the cause of any one of these problems because it's not causing it in everybody. Got to think clearly, scientifically even, using methodologies that can kind of factor out certain things, but there's bias inherent to all of this, as we know. I have a view... That glyphosate is clearly toxic, and I want to avoid it. Does that make me unqualified to read the science that validates my view? No. But as we move forward and recognize that that we are so polarized about many of these issues, more COVID jabs than anything else, to approach it with a degree of caution to say, you know what, I suspect this, this is why I suspect this, as opposed to going, I know it's this, because it makes us as bad as those that claim they know it's not that. And I'll pause there and I'll bring on our guest for our first hour on the show today. It's the Robert Scott Bell show, robertscottbell.com. And by the way, before I do this, I apologize, Super Don. I, I just glossed over one thing, one thing before we get to, to Lori, this is stunning. This is a, what, what do you call this? A, a Rasmussen reports poll. This is a, a, you know, a major polling group that, that came up with this conclusion half Half of those polled think the COVID vaccine is deadly. And even in this sub-report information, 33% to 26%, more Democrats by a margin of 33% to 26% believe that the shot has been lethal. Now, why is this so stunning? Because to to have anybody consider any jab, vaccine or otherwise, mRNA, harmful was, you know, maybe 2-3% of the population until the mRNA jab came out. And now, even though the Democrat Party line is believe all vaccines and they are losing their own core here. But 49% said that the vaccine side effects have caused unexplained deaths. One of the factors of the trending new hashtag died suddenly. So, dude, this 2023, you cannot measure things the same way you measured them in 2022, 2021 and 2020 consciousness is shifting and is shifting more rapidly than I've ever witnessed in my life on these issues. So if I make assumptions, I could be very wrong based on the history of even what I have validated as far as how people react and respond and what they believe. This poll shows me I can't keep up with the shift out there in terms of view on these COVID jabs, much less vaccines in general, like a guy, Dr. Pierre Corey, who's been a pro vaccine let's say the standard bearer, if you will, for medicine, now going, I would never let any of my family members, nor would I eject any of them with any vaccine. In all my years of broadcasting, I couldn't have predicted that would have happened. So it didn't happen because of what I said or any of our friends had said, but because they pushed so hard to mandate, to squash critical thinking, questioning, thoughts. They've attacked doctors, scientists, non it is a, it's a different terrain, folks, in 2023. I want you to be sensitive that you can't judge today necessarily by the past. Even though we learn from the past, things are happening so rapidly. The shift is on so fast. And perhaps maybe they'll wake up and realize that glyphosate and toxic pesticides are not only not good, they're downright dangerous for you. If you've never seen the movie Secret Ingredients by Jeffrey Smith and Amy Hart, you had kids watching that and going to their parents and going, Mom, Dad, can we go organic and non-GMO, please? It's a message we've been, I've been sending ever since I opened up the microphone in 1999. And now more people than ever are responding and responsive and want to do better because they now know better. So be kind and loving and accepting. You don't have to take abuse from those that are abusing you, but also please don't dish out abuse to them for not yet being aware or conscious of the things you're conscious of here on the Robert Scott Bell show, a uh, special shout out. And thanks to nutritional frontiers, uh, Jamie Dorley and Joe Messino. They usually join us on the first Tuesday of every month, but since they're going to be down there with me in Orlando at the big wellness parenting revolution, uh, event put on by Dr. Terry Stu Warner, uh, we're going to have some live broadcast from that event and they're going to be with me so uh bear with me on nutritional frontiers we'll get them on either tomorrow or the next day when we're in florida or the next day anyway but that's coming up i want to see you at the hyatt on international drive in orlando on thursday friday saturday and sunday okay thanks for bearing with me and lori gagan first time on the Roberts Scott bell show she has stopspringglyphosate.com glyphosate.com an important website to share to talk about these very real and present dangers in our food and other vectors of exposure how to address it as well as a big part of what we do here on the Robert Scott Bell show. Lori, welcome. And thank you for being on board. And thanks for your patience. We had to, a lot to unpack today with that stunning event on the NFL uh, field last night.
2: Well, thanks for having me. And uh, our prayers go out to DeMar Hamlin and his family too. It's quite sad, really, what um, is happening in, in the world of, you know, the biological weapon and everything that he's done. I, I had a brother who was 64 who got COVID. Um, He couldn't get the right proper medication at a hospital in Idaho, and he was given the wrong medication, the remdesivir, Um, kidney shut down, COVID pneumonia, vented, and he died. He was 64, Mm -hmm. happened all within a matter of a week. And two weeks prior to that, I was uh, at a friend, Dr. Don Huber, who actually is a world leading expert in what we're going to be talking about today, uh, glyphosate, his 59-year-old son-in-law, also named Rick. um, I was there for the funeral. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get the ivermectin, um, remdesivir, and and venting and death. It's it's sad. Um, So thank you for having me on today. I mean, one of the you kind of expressed the importance of the toxic of Roundup with the active ingredient in glyphosate. I've actually been talking about uh, glyphosate and how it um, affects our gut brain connection and what we're seeing in the world of ADD and anxiety, and depression, and I'm sure that it plays. A role also in how people respond to the spike protein. I do believe that Dr. Stephanie Sunoff kind of talks about glyphosate as well with what's going on with the, the spike protein. You know, the bigger of the, the problems for me, not just in Utah, is the lack of awareness that parents really don't know when I'm doing my educational workshops on You know, Roundup glyphosate. Um, I started back in 2014. Actually, Dr. Don Huber um, drove in from Idaho and did my first talk with me. And we had a bunch of farmers, not only from Utah, but they came in from Colorado and Wyoming because he's a leading expert in it. And they were really curious and interested because they had a bunch of farm animals that we're not only getting cancer, but we're sick. So they came in to talk uh, you know, to Dr. Huber about that. And Dr. Huber talks a lot about the my, microbiology of the soil. I talk about what's happening in the microbiome of the gut and the gut brain access. But it, I would probably say, I've had 10 talks and I would probably say out of all 10 of my talks, 90% of the parents aren't aware of what Roundup, 2,4-D, Atrazine, Glufosphonate, what it is doing to their children and how it is affecting the the digestive tract. So the bigger of the problem is really just the lack of um, people who really don't know about it. And when you take a look at when glyphosate got started, you take a look at the early 1930s, there was a big dust bowl. And that's because the farmers really weren't um, putting the proper they weren't planning the soil and they weren't planning and changing what they were growing year to year. And the soil became pretty much dead. It just became one big dust bowl. And then what ended up happening is, you know, the fertilizer area, which equally destroys the the, the microbiology of the soil. And so we take a look going back all the way to the 1930s and then we fast forward to the era where Roundup um, is is invented and it's being used on what the farmers are spraying with, and and some of them I want to say like unknowingly, like all they know is it's killing the weeds, and they don't have a a solution an alternative, and that's the, the are we
0: dealing uh, then Lori with uh, fundamental philosophical uh, let's say deficiencies. Right. If we look at problems with plants not growing well or being susceptible to pest infestation or fungal, any number of things. Uh, if we have a holistic, philosophical, fundamental view of the world, we say, all right, what is lacking in the soil? What is needed to replenish the health and the balance? Like you talk about microbiome issues, much less gut brain. But we have a predominantly uh, biased scientific so-called community. Uh, basically bought by a big agribusiness, like we've talked about, big pharma controlling and dominating the scientific intelligentsia and establishment that look at every problem as a deficiency of some toxic chemical that can kill something that they find on or in a plant. You follow me here? That there's a fundamental philosophical deficiency in how we look at life itself through the sciences, perhaps, not 100%, but the predominant media-controlled uh, biased perspective against nature herself, that we must poison nature or poison people back to health, that concept which is so I believe immature spiritually as well, much less, but that I think I get a sense that that 's what you're trying to also educate on, maybe not saying those words exactly
2: that 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 is correct i mean when you, when you take a look at what 's going on with the soil, I mean obviously we know big pharma isn 't the answer because if you take a look at the nutritional value, like in a carrot back from the 1920s to what there is now, there's not a lot of nutritional value in there. Dr. Zach Bush talks a lot about it, how the soil, it's dead. It's really dirt. It's not even soil anymore. And what happens is when you have those plants and you have the shikimate pathway, which is the pathway that they're using to absorb what they need from the soil they're not able to absorb it. And, and half of it is, is it no longer exists. You take a look at things like zinc and manganese and all of these things that the, the plants have. And even when I'm listening to parents, they'll say, well, we're eating this carrot and not even thinking about, well, the carrot is toxic itself, let alone doesn't have the nutritional value, you know, that it, it has. And If you take a look, I don't know if you can throw up the one slide where you have Kissinger on there. It, it, You know, food industry is very profitable. And one of the things that Henry Kissinger said is who controls the food supply controls the people. And then you look at who's buying all of the U.S. farmland. Bill Gates. He's now one of the biggest private-owned farmers with over 242,000 acres back in 2018. Well, what is he going to do with it? I mean, he's already believing that, you know, you can print 3D meat. Who knows, you know, all of the other herbicides and pesticides that we're using, where we see the results of what it's doing with with our children and not even uh, our adults. So... The next slide pretty much shows that the reason that we're failing chronic disease cure is because we don't look at the root cause. And it's very similar to, you know, if you have a healthy tree, you're going to see healthy fruit bearing on it. You're going to see healthy leaves, but if the tree is dying and, and you call the professional, they aren't going to start and take a look at the leaves and say, okay, well, let's nurture the leaves. They're going to take a look at what's in the soil. And 99% of the time, the soil has no nutrition. And, you know, the fact that if you're spraying glyphosate, um, I work with a lot of farmers out in Cedar City, and Cedar City is very toxic and is very sick. And a lot of the farmers out there are sick because they've been spraying Roundup for 25 years. But if you take a look at what's going on in that soil, and you've been spraying around it for 25 years, it's not going to take overnight to, to clean the soil. How do you
0: remediate you that? The yeah.
2: And the humic acid.
0: Lori, this is a big problem with people. Uh, they, like I do, I was great, raised pharmaceutically and medically. We are used to just add a pill and, wow, look, my symptom went away. And they take that same thought form into when they start moving holistically, when they realize that the, 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 the fallacy of poisoning, Things, life back to health, so to speak. And then they say, well, why isn't it working as fast as that pill used to work? You know, however many years you've been on this planet, it's taken you that many years to get where you are. Now, I'm not here arguing uh, that it takes the same amount of years to undo the damage because there's a great accelerating capacity when you remove the offending elements from the body. And when you provide to the body that which it requires to do normal metabolic functions, much less bind and excrete, these untoward and unnatural toxic components made by man, not by God. Uh, and that, again, part of the journey of education and bringing people along to say you're now uh, you realize the dead end you were on that path. And if you expect the same scenario to play out by going, you'll say, more holistically, philosophically, fundamentally in, in the way nature works, uh, then you'll be greatly disappointed. And I'm not saying we can't accelerate recovery. We can. I do. I have. And I know you do as well. But this is a problem of re-education or deprogramming, deprogramming the mind, what they believe. And suddenly they, they're like confronted with a whole new reality.
2: I, I definitely agree on there. And you know what, it's, um, it's trying to find, when somebody really is sick and they need to find a good doctor or a really good naturopath or a really good nurse practitioner, you're not going to find that person if they haven't been involved in going back to further their education. I mean, it, to me, it's kind of surprising. Sometimes I talk to doctors and I'm just like, well, let's talk about root cause. And they're like, well, why, don't you, why can't we just pop a pill? Well, mm. a pill's not gonna fix it. I mean, if when we talk about root cause, we have to look at agricultural chemicals and heavy metals. A lot of people don't even know what heavy metals are. And heavy metals are also used as far as adjuvants in, in what they're putting in the mRNA shot. I mean, the aluminum, the therosol mercury, they have to open up the cell in order to get whatever they're pushing into the cell in, and they can't do it if they don't have some type of an an adjuvant. So really, it's, it's kind of, like you said, um, it's a, it's kind of like a re-education where you have to let the average layperson i mean we can't use big words when we talk about root cause i talk about root cause and i talk about a funnel you know you have the top of the funnel where you have the mold and the heavy metals and the agricultural chemicals and then you have the middle of the funnel that may have some viruses or some parasites you look at the bottom of it and maybe there's like some e coli e coli going around well it most conventional medicine doctors, when if they even test for E. coli, will say, Okay, well, let's start treating the E. coli. Well, if you look at the top of the funnel and you have mold or you have viruses, you have heavy metals, whatever is up there, and let's just say you have some mold, it's pooping downstream, whatever it is, and the thing under whatever's living in the next part of the funnel is also going to be eating that. And then it's going to be pooping. And I got to tell you, most doctors don't like to talk about poop. And I always say, if your doctor's not talking about poop, then you need to find a different doctor.
0: Lori, that's great. One of my favorite slides to show everybody, in fact, is if you want a doctor, after I tell them about all the things doctors learn in medical school, if you still want one, your first question of them should be, how often do you have a bowel movement? And Aww. if they are recoiling in horror with the question, find another doctor. So, yeah, we are greatly aligned in that. And yeah. people are just like, whoa, I never thought about that because you're probably going more than them. That means they're going less than you and they feel inferior to you because their functional processes are impaired and they don't know what to do about it. They haven't been trained to do They don't go to homeopaths and naturopaths and herbalists. Uh, and, and when they do of course, it, it changes them forever, hopefully for the better. And it's a very uh, difficult time because many of them would rather go into cognitive dissonance because of the debt that they've incurred going to allopathic medical schools. Flexner Report invested since 1910 in a pharmaceutical construct. So uh, it's a it's a difficult time in the West for people waking up from this, but it's a necessary wake up. And it's a, uh, I don't know how we avoid the difficulty except that uh, we just show compassion and hold our hand out and try to help and do what you're doing, Lori. And bringing that education to the next generation of parents and young people.
2: And then that's really where it, that's really where it starts. So, you know, it starts with what is being sprayed in the agricultural world. The last workshop that I did with Dr. Huber, I, I brought in uh, droppers and I put them on all the chairs and we kind of talked about um, what was happening with the, the gut brain access and I had like a glass of water and I had every parent there who I asked who was familiar with Roundup. Majority of them didn't know. A lot of them had Roundup um, in their garages. So we put their dropper into a glass and I had them pull out one drop. And then I walked around with the spoon and I asked the, the parents, would you put that dropper, if there was Roundup in your dropper, would you put it on your spoon and feed it to your child?" To your elderly parent, to your pet, and they all said, "Well, no, that's I I would never do it." And I said, "But that is what is happening when you feed your kids non-organic food. Off of the Dirty Dozen is a really good place to start." But a lot of them, it it kind of sunk in with them as soon as I said that. They were like, "Well, there is no way."
0: Powerful visual there
2: everything you know crops the, the soy the corn you know the alfalfa this
0: is The image i want people to see look at this agricultural use of glyphosate for those of you listening on the podcast later you might want to come back and watch the visual on rumble or wherever you can find the robert scott bell show visually but there's some slides that Lori has brought and you see the uh mass contamination of much of the united states and i know that this is going on worldwide but here for those of you the bulk of our listening audience is here Uh, And uh, if you can run through some of these slides, because I don't want to run out of time. And I know you've got a number more to show us.
2: Okay. So this is basically, it's an older slide in 2014. They are saying right now that the science is showing that even the raindrops are testing positive for glyphosate. They had the San Francisco University, they tested um, over 100 people and 90% of them had glyphosate in their urine. Now, I'm a big proponent of checking to see if people have glyphosate via urine test, you don't necessarily have to because anymore, I can tell you that I have glyphosate. And I've been eating organic now since 2014. But Mm. I still test myself and I'm a little levels up above what you're what we need to be. I'm going to show some screenshots on that. But even somebody like me who's been eating organic for, you know, almost a decade. Uh, It's I've got glyphosate in me. Why? Because we can't live in a bubble. It's in the everywhere. Yeah. One of the things that when I'm doing my education, what I like to talk to the community leaders and these mayors about is that when these farmers are spraying, like right across from me in Charleston, Utah, there's a charter school and right next to the charter school, there's one of the biggest farmers. I know for a fact, because I have been trying to get him to stop spraying glyphosate since I moved into the town of Charleston, he is out spraying not only glyphosate Roundup, but 2,4-D. So the biggest thing for me is to, to talk to the leaders, like, listen, if you have a school or a charter school... Or a, a daycare next to somebody who's spraying, there should be some type of a notification that these farmers give the day that they're spraying so that these children are not playing outside. It's got about a two mile like radius when they're spraying large amounts of this toxic substance. And then these kids are outside and they're playing on the grass and then people's pets you know, are playing in the parks and in the grasses. I know that we had a, when we had a bunch of farmers um, come in for Dr. Huber's, they were talking about how their farm animals, could it be possible that they were absorbing the glyphosate through the hooves, which is very true because you take a look at the, you know, you take a look at the cows and the, some of the work that Dr. Zach Bush is doing, and you take a look at the cancer that these cows are, and Here's something sickening that I think that somebody should know. When when I was in school um, in New York for um, Institute of Integrative Nutrition, the mm-hmm. FDA allows cows who have cancer. You can cut the cancer out around wherever it is, and you're still allowed to sell the meat.
0: Yeah, like we oh, all horrible practices
2: in, in, in an organ. Anyway, so we'll go to the the lowdown on Roundup, and you can kind of see where it got it started. You know. It started back from the the 1950s, you know, it got um, patented first as a key later, what's a key later key later, it was cleaning out the pipes, you know, and then from there, they started working with it in, you know, in the farming community, it was the first herbicide that resistant seeds were sold back in the mid-1990s. Well, if you look at some of the work and some of the, the studies out there and you see the increase of ADD alone, there has been a 300% increase in ADD since the mid-1990s. Now, most parents, when I start talking about Dr. Am and stuff, just being one of his brain coaches, they don't even know that there are seven different types of ADD. And part of the ADD is not only that you will lose your focus and attention, but you could have like an anxious ADD, you could have a sad ADD, you can have a combination. And then what's happening in the, you see in the schools, the teachers are overwhelmed because first of all, they're getting too many students and they know absolutely nothing about the brain. They were never sent to school for the brain. But the first thing they want to do is tell the parent, hey, listen, you need to go on, your kid needs to go on Ritalin. Well, Ritalin and Adderall is speed. And instead of going back to root cause on let's take a look at the gut, because Mm -hmm. the gut is feeding 30% of all the calories to the brain, but a hundred percent of all the toxins. Let's take a look at the gut. Let's remove some of the food that your kids may be being exposed to from a glyphosate world. Let's take Mm -hmm. a look at the red dyes and the yellow dyes The, the guts, the second brain. And if, if it's, if we can clean up the gut, we're going to clean up the brain. That's one of the big things that Dr. Amon from Amon Clinics always talks yeah. about. The gut equals the brain, the brain equals the gut, and you're consuming 100% of the toxins. Well, again, most it comes back to most parents just don't know. They yeah, wanna-
0: Lori, this is why uh, the, the, what you're doing is so important. Also, films, documentaries like uh, the Secret Ingredients are so profound and yes. powerful. Because yep. even in that film, that 90-minute film, you saw diagnoses of things like that, even autism spectrum diagnoses of children. In the span of that 90-minute film, do- doctor uh, uh, monitored, uh, you found that these kids lost the diagnosis simply by stopping the inflow. We're not even talking about aggressively binding and excreting and detoxifying. Right. The capacity for recovery is, is tremendous in humanity if we would just acknowledge the problem that most people don't know still. Uh, but I think it's changing rapidly as we see the growth of organic and non-GMO, but the, the danger now, of course, is uh, CRISPR technology and altering genetics of bacteria, much less what they call viruses and, and gain-of-function studies therein. Now, Lori, I got to tell you, we've got a time limit here. So I, I know there's a lot more slides. I don't know how many of you are critically wanting to get through. Uh,
2: well, but- I'd like to head over to the heavy metal, to the to the guy who's showing the heavy metal, the toxins slide. It shows right. brain, keep going, Okay. Right. even though liver is important. You talked a little bit about liver. So basically, mm-hmm. when we take a look at this, At this, you know, mm-hmm. the toxins first enter your body through the food, the water, and the air that we're, we're breathing, and we can't live in a bubble. Even our houses are sometimes toxic. We have mold, and the, and the mold spores are going through the vents. You know, we open our doors, and all of the toxins from outside come in. You know, so we take a look, your body starts absorbing the toxins from the onset as soon as you put it in your mouth. And then what happens is it travels down into the stomach, it goes into the small intestines, the large intestines, before it's sent out into the bloodstream. And so basically, the final part is the elimination, which we talked about poop, I mean, to, you know, one or two times a day is what we should be seeing. But what happens is that these toxins are accumulating in organs, fat, and bone. So glyphosate is water-soluble. So we know that some of the studies and some of the scientists that talk about glyphosate being able to pass across the blood-brain barrier. Um, because it may mirror mimic the uh, an important um, mineral that we have called glycine. But when you you look at some of these like Dr. Um, Brenner and some of these other doctors doing the autopsies for Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, they see high amounts of glyphosate within the brain, mm-hmm. which is killing the dopamine. And what is dopamine? What's that chemical dopamine in the brain? Well, it's the attention, your ability to say organize. All of these things that these little kids and even adults can't do because they don't have the ability to produce this dopamine, to produce the serotonin, which is the feel good. And 95% of the serotonin is made in the gut but the average adult can walk into a doctor who has absolute, I'm sorry, conventional medicine, should not be diagnosing brain issues. If 95% of the the serotonin, which is your feel good, your ability to be able to gear shift off of negative and sad thoughts, why aren't we starting with the gut?
0: There are over
2: 60 medications, not even including the, um, the generic ones from anxiety and depression. Every single one of them is labeled with a black box warning may cause suicidal effects
0: Except Well, and they all have a damaging impact on the gut in addition to the brain nervous system and everywhere else
2: And it, it's, uh, not a, it's not a one-stop. We're not playing Russian roulette with the brain, but that's what modern-day psychiatry is yeah. they don't t- So you have your brain It does 100% of everything in your body, from blinking your eyes to breathing to moving your hand to moving your head, yet modern-day psychiatry fails to look at it. If somebody had a heart attack, walked into the emergency room, they'd be saying, hey, let's do an ultrasound, let's do a CAT scan. They wouldn't be pulling you into an operating room saying, hey, let's do a quadruple bypass. But modern-day psychiatry does that with the brain. And it's not a one-stop. We're not playing Hmm. Roulette with, with Lori,
0: uh when you go out to the world, I, I want to come to one of your events. Of course, I want to know where you're speaking. Uh, if if there's a best place, a website, where should we send people? If they desperately need this kind of information and want to share it. Maybe they want to go out and duplicate your efforts.
2: They could um, get a hold of me on um uh, dot That's my main uh, that's my main website where I connect with people as far as wanting further education, but I'd like to go ahead and go to the heavy metal toxins, the humoral um, slide, I think this is really important. And it's really powerful. And it's one thing that turns the light bulb on. Keep going. it'll. it'll okay, so right there. Oops,
0: oh, sorry, back go back. There. Okay. So
2: if you take a look at this, we start off on the humoral side of it's outside the blood. And anytime time that heavy metals and herbicides and pesticides are outside of the blood, it's far easier to detox, to eliminate, to take out the garbage than it is once you cross the cell membrane. Our cell membrane is only a half of a hair thin. There's not, not a lot of protection there. So we start off with these heavy metals and these agricultural toxins. And then what happens, it's like sandpaper on the gut wall. So if the gut wall, again, is only, you know, a half of a a hair thin, there's not a lot of protection. So what ends up happening is people start, we'll say a rash on this one. And then what happens when they get a rash? They go to their doctor and they say, okay, well, um, here's an antibiotic, here's a steroid. It may go silent. The people are like, oh my God, it's a miracle pharmaceutical drug. And then what ends up happening is it ends up with diarrhea, and then it crosses that cell membrane. And then all of a sudden, somebody could have eczema, or dermatitis, it ends up in some type of an autoimmune symptom. And then what happens is they go back, they're given a pharmaceutical drug. Mm-hmm. And it's breaking those the, the, the gut wall again. And then what ends up happening is you end up with leaky gut. 95% of all the people out there in the world have leaky gut. Again, I've been eating organic since I was 2014. I was working with this cancer Lyme doctor, and she kept saying, even though I was asymptomatic, Laura, you should go test, you should go test. And I'm like, no, not me. I've been eating organic since 2014. You know, I don't have any symptoms. So I went and I tested, and sure as heck, I had leaky gut. I couldn't even believe it. Well, what happens when you have leaky gut, all of the minerals and the antioxidants that you're absorbing, 90% of them are in the small intestines. The other 10% are in the large intestines and the colon. So you take a look at the deficiencies, the vitamin D deficiency, the vitamin C deficiencies, the zinc deficiencies. If it's absorbing in the small gut and that gut, gut wall is broken, First of all, you're not absorbing him. And if you are, it's very little. But second of all, you have all the toxins leaking in and out of the small Mm -hmm. intestines. And then it gets into the bloodstream. And let's say for just the sake of this conversation, let's say you have a piece of undigested chicken because now what you have are poked holes in the digestive tract. It's like you have a hole in your screen, the mosquitoes are coming in and biting you. You're not just going to leave the holes in the screen, you're going to patch the screen or replace the screen. So what ends up happening is you have an undigested piece of chicken that gets out into the bloodstream. And let's say that it ends up on the thyroid. Well, what happens is your body views as views it as a foreign invader and it starts ramping up the white blood cells the immune yeah,
0: you get immune response, response that yeah. they'll end up diagnosing as autoimmunity self uh, inflicted harm creating a scenario that creates even more harm and then that will lead to Uh, immune interventions that are suppressive or destructive of the immune system, like uh, methylprednisone, steroid hormones, damaging the liver even further, not addressing the underlying cause of connective tissue uh, breakdown dysfunction because the prednisone that they'll use is a last resort, right? In my book, Unlock the Power to Heal, the chapter on this subject is, it's titled, get this, Lori, you'll appreciate this. The road to colostomy bags is paved with antibiotics and prednisone.
2: Oh my God. And, you know, I've been
0: working my entire career to restore gut integrity, Uh, with homeopathy and other natural minerals and things. And uh, this is, again, one of my favorite subjects and topics. But Lori, as time frame permits, we we run out of time talking about this. And I know you have a wealth of knowledge and you're as grounded in this as I would ever hope to have someone grounded in it to help people. When next are you going to do a public event?
2: Um, you know, what? I actually am uh, talking with uh, Dr. Huber right now for the springtime. We okay. are going to be doing something in February on um, the Roundup replacement.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I want I want to know about that. I want to promote it. I want to let people know about it, maybe even attend. So please uh, stay in touch so we can do that. And, and Dr. Okay. Huber is doing great work as well.
2: Yes, for sure. For sure. So,
0: everybody check out stop spraying glyphosate.com correct? correct that's am i saying that right that
2: is correct yes
0: okay and so you can plug in there stay in touch and and Lori again when you're out there uh communicating to 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 small communities to to schools uh, i want everybody to attend and 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 maybe try to get you in there and and maybe learn the things you've learned so they can do it as well cuz we need more Lori Gagans
2: well wow. My husband may disagree on that, but I definitely need more uh, people uh, talking about what I do because I, I can't educate Utah alone. Yeah. So the more people that I can talk to and, the you know, educate on these dangers. Um, do we have like a minute left?
0: We're over time. I'll give you 60 seconds, though. Go. All
2: right. Can you go to the next slide? I just think it's really important for people to kind of understand what's going on. Next one. Here it is. So This is actually a picture of the cell. And if you look at what's inside the cell, you have your ATP or your mitochondria or your energy. And then you also have your DNA and this kind of pertains to, to COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Um, have the mitochondria, you have your DNA, you have your nucleus, and as the herbicides and the, what they call DAMPs, damage associated molecular patterns and the PAMPs, which are the viruses similar to COVID. So what happens, it's the sandpaper on that half of hair thin cell wall. And then what they do is all of these toxins are able to enter and they st- destroy the inside of the cell which is why right now that we're seeing with the one of the number one complaints with people of COVID is 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 brain fog and lack of energy. Why? Because the mitochondria, the energy of the cell is in the cell. And all of these toxins are damaging it. And we go back to the screen door. In Mm -hmm. order to heal the body, we have to fix the cell. And if we can't fix the cell, we will never ever heal the body. All the pharmaceutical drugs in the world aren't going to heal it. But food, you mm-hmm. know, let food be your food. Bring it in the minerals. Be your food. Mm-hmm. You look at Hippocrates. This he- is
0: what I, I lecture on, and I'm lecturing on it this week in Orlando, this very issue, the mineral deficiencies that are made worse by the presence of things like glyphosate and other heavy metals and not leaky uh, gut as well, but leaky cells, as you described and the corresponding mineral deficiencies, including the lack of copper and magnesium that uh, facilitate the production of uh, adenosine triphosphate. Uh, just All of this is related. All of this is connected, Lori. And I appreciate your willingness to share with my audience here, some of whom already know this, but we can never, uh, let's say, go back to the basics enough. We must, because there are always new people that are here going, oh, I had not heard this yet. And and so I appreciate that we, and that's why, uh, bear. Um, thank you, everybody in the audience that bears with us when we repeat things because we need to, to really get it down to the DNA level to correct this madness that was not created by God but by man. Uh, what we're dealing with now is a man-made dis-ease, and uh, it's disgusting. <laughs> so go organic and non-GMO if you haven't already, like Lori and I have uh, since 1990.
2: <laughs> are interested, 10letters.org is what we're fighting the gain of function with. And it's not about the shot and it's Mm -hmm. not about did you or didn't you, did you have COVID? It's about what they did to manipulate the virus. And 10letters.org is where we are fighting for the cause to get the indictment um, against Dr. Fauci, if you can even call. Yeah,
0: there it is. We have it up uh, on screen. We have that linked up in the show notes today as well. Check out 10letters.org. You want to support that as well. Uh, Lori Gagan, thank you so much for being on thank board you. the Robert Scott Bell show today. I appreciate you. And I hope to see you at an event soon. Honestly, it's so important what you're doing. Thank you. All
2: right. Thank you very much.
0: All right. This is the kind of thing that we love. I love to bring to you and, and that there are people out there that have committed, dedicated their lives to do so. Even if her husband thinks they don't need more of her, we need more of what she's doing. You understand the spirit with which I said that. Uh, Lori's doing great work and I appreciate her for all of that so check out the websites linked in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com I got so much to cover in hour two I don't know how we're going to get to it all but bear with me we're going to try I'm going to try Super Don maybe get me on back on track here but that was an important subject to go a little over with I don't mind at all including now hour two they're claiming type 2 diabetes is irreversible I mean it's just lies and lies and more lies from the mainstream pharmaceutically convicted media and we've got to do something about it and we are and we're going to do some more about it after this because the power to heal is yours. All right. In addition to uh, the upcoming event this week in Florida, uh, heading out uh, pretty soon, uh, the American Health and Freedom Summit and Expo in Orlando, 5th through the 8th. Uh, shout out to doctors Terry and Stu, and Stu Warner. We'll be seeing you and so many of our friends uh, that are reuniting, uh, including Dr. Peter McCullough, Barbara Lowe Fisher, Judy Mikovits, Dr. David Martin. Good Lord, this is going to be an event. Mickey Willis is going to be there. Billy DeMoss, Dr. Christina Parks. I'm going to be broadcasting live from that event. And then following that, uh, I'm going to be doing some live broadcasting from the uh, Reawaken America tour in Nashville later in January. And then uh, in February, the 18th and 19th, we've got the Health Freedom Expo, virtual Health Freedom Expo. That includes all of the presentations from October, 2022. And even if you were there, you couldn't see them all. I couldn't see them all. And then new presentations, new panel discussions and everything. And I hope that you'll go to trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com and sign up today and be part of that. You'll have three full months, I've, I think at least, to witness and view all of that on live Whova uh, app inter- interface interactions. You can ask questions of the people that are lecturing as well. It's, it's really awesome. There's more to what's upcoming, but check out the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. And I'll get the number right. Text to this number, 22828, my initials RSB. And you'll get the newsletter. Send RSB, text RSB to 22828. Did I do that right, Super Don? I think I did it right this time. I'm a little bit more practiced now that we're warmed up into the new year, our second live broadcast, although third official broadcast of 2023. Good job, Robert Scott. Good job. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. And it is the 24th year, launching our 24th year of broadcast healing uh, here. 16 or 17 with Super Don. Who knows at this point? We're an old married radio couple, I guess. Uh, and I got to think about it now. Yeah, I d- no. I'm
1: done. My brain is doing a two, two, three, two, three, right at the moment. <laughs> yes. Yes. 2005 mm-hmm. and we're in 2023. So that would be,
0: uh,
1: 15 would be 10. That'd be 20 if we did 18? to 215. So no. Mm. Yeah. 18 years. Jeez yeah. Louise.
0: Yeah. You have become an adult on the Robert Scott Bell show. <laughs> 18. Yeah, That's I crazy guess. to think about. Well done. Well done. We have some questions coming in, and I want to start with those. I know there's a lot of that's articles. A quick
1: question here. for you, just a behind the scenes thing: Can you see yeah. over on the right hand side where the things are? Is there a little? Is there like a purple thing across the top that says pinned messages?
0: I do see that. Yeah.
1: All right. So that's that's actually a cool feature that we haven't used. So as as you are doing the show,
0: yeah, that's the, uh, if I, I
1: happen to, if I happen to see something, if you click yeah. the little star above it, mm-hmm. it puts it in that pin message. If you click on where it says pinned messages. Yeah, And it will just show you just the pinned messages. So,
0: Can you show that on screen? I mean, the actual question? Because um, I know that no. you can grab them. Yeah, I think yeah. I
1: can. Let's see here. Yeah.
0: There it is. All right. This is from Shannon, who's watching us on Facebook Live. Uh, what do you do for strep throat in an asymptomatic 11-year-old, please? Now, this is a fascinating question because it's an asymptomatic 11-year-old or any age. What does that mean? Have you heard me over the years, Super D, say if we all got out and, and and let's say let's get a strep test every one of us right now mm-hmm. and we were to take a, like a you know those long cotton like a q-tip kind of thing they they swab the back of your throat old timey maybe it's new technology it's all pcr right but now they used to swab take the swab from your throat put it on a petri dish right remember a petri dish from uh mm-hmm. high school camp, you know? and then yeah. they would see what would grow there and then they you know calculate what's growing is there strep growing there and they go oh my gosh it's a strep th- throat infection but Everybody will test positive for some strep in that culture. Question is, why don't we all have a diagnosed strep throat infection? Because just like this asymptomatic 11-year-old, there's no issue unless there's an issue. The presence of strep doesn't indicate you have a strep infection. It's a normal bacteria that occurs in the area of the throat. Not causing problems, 99.99%. Part part of the microbiome of the are the of the microbiome. And why does it become problematic? Because of toxicity and deficiency and stress and, you know, lack of sleep, on and on it goes. Now, she says she's going to refuse antibiotics as well. You should, Shannon, because why would you give antibiotics to someone with an asymptomatic non-infection, right? But the doctors, in all of their glory and training, with that medical degree will say you have an antibiotic deficient son or kid. Uh, I was going to have her gargle, yeah, her gargle with silver and some drops of echinacea. Thoughts? Absolutely, no problem there. If you're concerned at all about the overgrowth or the imbalance uh, within the microbiome of the of the throat, the great news about silver, and a lot of people still don't hear this message, is that there's no negative impact on microbiome biodiversity. It's not like an antibiotic. It's not like glyphosate. It's not going to disrupt biodiversity, and biodiversity is key. And because it reduces inflammation locally, upregulates regeneration of tissue locally as well at point of foci, you have side benefits, not side effects. Why have my kids never had to resort to an antibiotic even though they've had infections? Well, because of the silver hydrosol, the bioactive silver hydrosol. You've got the, let's see, what do I have here? I have some sovereign silver. This is sinus relief, but you could spray this to the back of your throat like I'm doing, it doesn't matter because it's the same silver on the inside, but you're not going to cause a problem. It's not going to disrupt your microbiome in a negative way. Heifer sulfur, phosphorus, there are so many things that we can take homeopathically as well that are uh, adjuncts, if you will, energetic metabolic adjuncts for the immune system. And so, uh, Shannon, I'm with you in what you're desiring not to do. And uh, you are already on the right track of what to do. Point of order? Yes.
1: Uh, can you can you explain it? Because I remember the first time that you said this term, I was kind of like, what are you talking sure. about? Point of foci. Oh, that yeah, is not right. something the 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 ordinary dumb people like me are going to know. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world are you talking about? What it, is it, the point it, of foci? What is it, that it, something on a map or something or?
0: Yeah, think of foci like F-O-C-I foci. Put you it in layman's term. Like, doesn't uh, it, doesn't okay.
1: it mean that where, where the infection
0: is? Correct. It's the okay. area in need, the area of interest, the point of foci. Okay. And foci, again <laughs> is like focus, right? Look Where at do your focus?
1: big brain on Robert Boy That's using not,
0: those big only two words. Foci. I know, but yeah. all right. Just. Saying. I mean, I have to talk about that because I often talk to doctors, and you know, okay, need that for some reason. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, Steve mentions uh, hydrogen peroxide. Absolutely complimentary. Should you need to. Uh, If you want to do pre and probiotic replenishment, that's fine too. But the bottom line is if you think there's an overgrowth, you can neutralize it without harming the microbiome biodiversity. And that's a beautiful thing. Now, there's another question of the day coming through. I think it's on the website, and I missed one from yesterday as well. But the one we have for today, I meant to get to that hour. Yeah, here we go. In the show notes today. There you go. Uh, Do you have any research regarding COVID-19 and PE? I'm assuming pulmonary embolism. Sometimes you want to spell it out just in case you know somebody thinks it's physical education. You know, COVID nineteen and and doing PE at school. That's not what we're talking yeah.
1: about here. Don't say PE. Don't say yeah. point of foci. Say right.
0: Go ahead and define it. My brother is currently. This is Deborah. My brother is currently in a VA hospital with a diagnosis of COVID and pneumonia. He was recently diagnosed with PE again. I, I'm thinking of pulmonary embolism, and is on IV fluids as well as meds for this. I suspect heparin, which is a, a, a blood thinner drug. It's a you know, rat poison, a variation of that. He was not jabbed, refused remdesivir as well as Lovenox, and is 67 years old. He is a non-smoker, about 30 to 40 pounds overweight, and doesn't have any allergies. Any help you can provide would be much appreciated. All right, Deborah. Well, uh, you know, as far as the, the blood issues, we talk about that often. Uh, what are the key minerals to protect the vasculature? Primarily selenium and copper. Uh, So if he's not already on this sovereign copper, in fact, I would, in that situation, nebulize the sovereign copper because you're talking about pulmonary lung issues. Delivering it in a vaporous state into the lungs, it will help to oxygenate. It will help to regulate, normalize uh, blood coagulation issues. Copper plays a critical role in how the blood interacts in, in, in an appropriate way in terms of coagulation issues. So that's going to be very, very important. And because we're talking vasculature, if he's not already taking the Cardio Miracle, I don't know what, maybe he's not a listener to the show or maybe you're new to the show, but I would get your brother on Cardio Miracle immediately and get a, you know, how do they do that? The scoop full two, maybe three or four times a day to get out of crisis. In addition to increased selenium levels, you know, a lot of times we talk about connective tissue issues. Last hour we did with Lori the key mineral for connective tissue in addition to the copper is silica or silicon. And how do you make it difficult for cancer to grow and metastasize, strengthen connective tissue? The glyphosate, of course, it busts through what they call the glycine receptors. If you will, glycine is an amino acid is now, you know, basically displaced by glyphosate. This is Stephanie Senoff's work. And so we have weakening connective tissue all over the body, including the lungs. And so, they're definitely not feeding your brother organic non-GMO food in the VA. So if you can, or somebody can go in and make sure that he's eating organic, clean non-GMO food so that we reduce the the exposure to pesticides and glyphosate that weaken connective tissue further and damage and weaken the blood. Now there's other things in homeopathy, the snake venoms that we do in, uh, well, there's a lot of symptoms that they match, right? Not just blood, but other symptoms, but, it, it it's it's too much to consider all the symptoms a homeopathic remedy can match up to. So you can do things like lachesis, crotalus, um, Vipera. um There are a number of homeopathic snake venoms, nausea. All of these dealing with blood-borne issues, whether you believe it's venom-caused or not doesn't matter. Like cures, like law of similars is in play here. So another aspect of addressing blood issues with the homeopathic snake venoms, look into that, research it, and you can find something that'll probably match up Uh, your brother's situation, but the VA is not likely going to prescribe homeopathic snake venoms. I don't think that's a big stretch to think they're not going to do it. So get your brother out if you can. That would be another recommendation if you can. All right. What other, uh, we had another question of the day from yesterday. We can knock that out so I can feel like I'm, I'm, I'm responsive to our listeners. Ah, here we go. This is from yesterday. This is from Bill. Hi, guys. I'm trying to learn about vitamins, those that are good and those that are synthetics. Are these any good? Vitamin C, ascorbyl, palmitate, resveratrol, poly, oh, good Lord, uh, the, uh, aspartate, genocitrate. Most of these are synthetic forms of what they call nutrition. It's man trying to uh, basically synthesize this stuff and then sell it to you. So, uh, man, this is, this is a pretty much of a, a mess. It's I quite a suggest- list there, isn't it? Yeah, Bill, <laughs> if you aren't already getting your supplements from choosetobehealthy.com, now would be a good time to start because you're not going to make the mistake of getting synthetic so-called vitamins and minerals that are artificially induced through amino acid chelates uh, synthetically. So if you could reach out to choosetobehealthy.com. Uh, Jonathan's number is 866-424-1077, 866-424-1077, and use the code RSB5 to get a discount when you buy whatever you're going to buy there, whether it's a a, a whole food form of C, but remember we're not big advocates of C uh, because we can do with selenium what C can do in grams maybe, and when you're taking the synthetic C, even though it's supposedly the same, it lacks, for instance, other minerals and cofactors like copper. And so C will deplete copper, which is the next part of Bill's question from yesterday. Go full screen on that if you don't mind again, Super D. And uh, it was about copper. He says, I heard a guest speaking about copper. I was a little confused. Was he saying that if we are taking copper, taking vitamin D and iron supplements is not necessary? Thank you, Bill. Well, I will say this. If you're taking uh, Cardio Miracle, I don't know that you need additional D. Plus cardiomiracle, the formula, activates the stored form of D to put it into use by the body, so nothing's wasted. And when it comes to copper, copper activates the body's ability to utilize iron fully. And so I rarely, if ever, recommend an iron supplement because we're, we're dealing with mostly iron dis, uh, dysfunction because you metabolically cannot utilize the iron in the absence of copper. So if you implement the copper hydrosol, for instance, in addition to you know eating bee pollen or if you eat grass-fed you know liver or whatever, you will then get the copper in. But just like uh, Lori in the first hour described mineral deficiencies and depletions, all these minerals have been depleted over the last 70-plus years of chemical agricultural practices. So if you think you're getting from even organic food the minerals that we need in quantity, we're not. And, and copper of all of the measured minerals is the worst as far as the presence in the soils. Almost 80% reduced, more than any other, since we began testing the soils like this. Again, many decades of tests in that regard. And it's the same thing with selenium. When I talk about selenium, you think you could get enough selenium from a Brazil nut or 10. And it's not the same quantifiable amount. In Brazil nuts, because the soils have been depleted worldwide. Now, if you had your own Brazil nut tree and you were, you know, putting in volcanic soil, whatever you were doing, and had all the adequate minerals and selenium in there, maybe that'd be a different story. But in general, when you go out and get commercially produced, even organic Brazil nuts, they don't have the same quantity of selenium as they once did. Which is why I still supplement every day with 100% whole food selenium. I get that from Jonathan at ChooseToBeHealthy.com. So, Bill, hopefully that's helpful to you, and this bioactive copper hydrosol is amazing, the sovereign copper. Now, Super D, I'm going to pause, mm-hmm. and you're going to tell me, since I went off track in hour two here to get questions <laughs> answered, what yeah, do you so, want to do now?
1: Uh, let's go with the opening story, because I think it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know We were going to cover this with uh, with the guys from Nutritional Frontiers, and I'm I'm thinking maybe we can have them comment on it uh, when they are on the next Sure. Three days. Forbes
0: article here is, is saying that FDA may regulate CBD within months. I'm a bit more cynical of their capacity to regulate because so many states have nullified federal restrictions and prohibitions on cannabis in various forms, including the CBD that we utilize and love so much from, uh, well, if you go to cbdnf.com, you can still get it. Certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products. But, the FDA wants to obviously protect the pharmaceutical industry. The one form of CBD, a clone variety in Epidiolex is the only one they've approved as a drug. And therefore, they say you can't get approval as a dietary, a new dietary ingredient, CBD, even though it comes in food. So they'd love to be able to restrict your access to this plant, this plant-based nutrient or nutrient uh, profile that includes among, uh, among many of the cannabinoids, CBD. Super Don thinks they're going to succeed. I don't know why. If you're just trying to annoy me. <laughs> I just I just don't know how they put the CBD. Yeah, I'm just going
1: to just ignore it and pretend that we have nothing to worry about. Um, That's really done well over the years, hasn't it?
0: Is that what you're saying, uh, doing?
1: Get your head out of the sand. Come that's on right. now. The FDA. Yes. Um, We know that. We know them. We know yes. what they're capable of. We know what they've done in the past. No it's been time. kind of the cornerstone of this show. Mm Uh, since you opened up the microphone, correct?
0: Yeah. The fear and death administration has got my ire. Yeah. Look at you pushing buttons today. I'm I'm doing doing
1: a good job. Um, (laughs) so yeah, so I'm, I'm saying, look, let's not ignore it. Mm Uh, let's consider the fact that the FDA for a long time has been trying to go after CBD Mm -hmm. and they've been unsuccessful.
0: So what, 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 makes was, what, was the number, what
1: was the number you said, uh, I think it was before we, we, we came on the air, that there, how many billions of dollars? Four,
0: it's almost $5 billion a year. 4. $5 billion
1: dollars a year. Now, you're telling me mm-hmm. that you don't think that the FDA is going to try and figure out some way to get their hands on on that $5 billion, or at least a, a piece of it.
0: Well, I can't say that I think they're not going to attempt to do so. That's not what I'm saying. I just don't think that they'll succeed like they used to be able to. Like I think, think if sure they had done this way years
1: answer. ago they would have had yeah. more success. Absolutely. Yeah, but
0: they 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 lost it and of course this is the the beauty of the 10th amendment. This is nullification. Started in California specifically with weed, cannabis. They were focused more on THC, but it rolled out to I don't know if it's half the states or more now. That have various forms of legalization of uh, cannabis in various forms, and CBD is specific as well. No, you're right. And you're so right. However, you along
1: with that, that along yeah. with
0: that, mm-hmm.
1: several years ago, the FDA approved what a pharmaceutical drug made of CBD oh, called Epidiolex. Right? right. I mentioned that already. So, so, so okay. here's the thing: they've already got their hands on it, and they've already that that has opened the door for them. To do more with this. Now, in this particular article, you were you and I were kind of chuckling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're pointing out. They're saying, "Well, you know, the reason why we're really taking a look at this is because we were really kind of concerned about the effect of CBD on fertility." Yeah.
0: Oh, I was. I was uh, we we just
1: don't head. know whether it's okay if people I take. Think I this, dropped but, an F bomb yeah. off the
0: air with you on that you one. You probably. So. I think you did. Uh, okay. and, you care about fertility suddenly and you didn't even (laughs) analyze the COVID jabs for impact on fertility. Really? No. Mm, Yeah.
1: Yeah. People have been using CBD for how long, Uh, Yeah, you know, with cannabis. Uh, And they're also concerned about uh, people taking it for an extended period of time that perhaps it might not be safe. So they're going to take a look at the available research that's out there. Wait a minute. Hold on. What What do you mean the research that you haven't allowed to take place Mm-hmm. Uh, that or, you've gotten the way of letting people do, uh, because it's still or a the stable- research
0: that has been done that violates their belief or their desire or their bias to show that CBD is somehow dangerous. Right? Yeah, it's just like yeah. selenium. You know, go with all the science in the world to show selenium the number one mineral to prevent and reverse cancer. Doesn't matter. We're not going to let you say it. Right. It's not the it's not the conclusion we want. So tell me about bias. We talked about bias at the opening of the show today, Super D about the extreme bias against anybody bringing up the jab, for instance, as it relates to a cardiac event, like we saw with the NFL player. And, and I don't unless anybody thinks that I I'm saying I'm accusing anybody, uh, of jumping the gun for saying, Hey, there may be something to do with the COVID jab. No, absolutely. <laughs> there is likely even cardiologist, Peter McCullough says you can't ignore it. But the point is, when you automatically say you know or don't know, ooh, that, that stretches credulity and, of course, violates certain scientific principles of investigation. Even though you can have a strong suspicion, there's nothing wrong with that. That's why we have hypotheses, right? Who will validate the fact that what we see in terms of COVID jab uh, adverse events, including cardiac events, can happen at any time in anybody that's gotten the jab and maybe people who are just around people that have gotten the jab with the spike protein transmission and other things. Again, there's a lot that we'll consider, but I I guess to the point of the opening of the show today, Super D, it's sort of like we were reacting and you were as well to the extreme polarization of all or none or none or all on both sides.
1: Yeah. So I agree. Yes. Screw the FDA.
0: That's our conclusion.
1: There you go. All right. Put up. Is that Mike? I don't want to drop the mic. I'll probably no.
0: Don't drop the mic. All right. So the next story I see here is about the the boosted (laughs) those who have gotten COVID jab boosters. Uh, there's data showing that uh, those, they're worse off, basically. Uh, the the more boosters you get, the worse off it gets, the worse you get. Cases, hospitalizations, and deaths, deaths among the boosted have been increasing since the booster shots were first introduced. And you remember my point about booster shots. They were basically the same shots, but they just called them boosters with a few exceptions to that.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think in, in one, in one case, I forget no. which vaccine it was. In one yeah. case, that vaccine, it was like a half a dose or something.
0: Yeah. They modified it and gave less. Yeah. But the point is they, sh- they didn't work the first time. So maybe the second, third, fourth or fifth time, this is not smart. This has never been smart to, to assume that if it didn't work the first time, just do it again and again, that's what they call insanity. And of course the unwillingness to look at the adverse events, right? Anything but the vaccines, ABV, that new virus is—it's so disgusting that you know why anybody would trust anyone, scientific or not, doctor or not, that claims that it's anything but the vaccines. That's as bad, I would say, worse than. But any anybody that says it's a hundred percent, you know, the vaccine causing every heart attack now that exists, and that's not a position I'm taking either. But you're mo- you're probably closer to the truth <laughs> than saying. <laughs> There is no way the vaccines had anything to do with it. You know what I am saying? I think uh,
1: yeah. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there that are doing that. You know, yeah. it's, and, and I understand why, but it's 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 wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, you, you can't you can't blame everything. Mm-hmm. Just like we can't blame everything on COVID, and they try, and we criticize them for that too. You got to critically look at at the situation. You know, and consider the fact that sometimes, yeah, people die. They do. Mm. You have to look at all the information surrounding the death, you know.
0: Super Don, can you show our website right now, our uh, front page of the today's notes? Now, it's January 3rd, 2023, for those of you just tuning in. We're about, uh, I don't know, an hour and a half into the show. We got about a half hour, and then we do a bonus round. Uh, yeah. If you look on the right-hand side, there are links. There are links there. And right now, I'm looking at the page that Superdon has up. And these, these links will rotate, right? Like, there's a banner for indigo specs.
1: Some of them will. The ones at the very yeah. top are static. And right. then the ones farther down rotate.
0: Now, Lori mentioned the dopamine receptors being damaged as well by the drugs and the glyphosate. Well, here's a DOPA boost for you. Our friend, uh, Sean Cohen at CraveKicker. CraveKicker.com with a K. K-R-A-V-E. 15% off till the 5th. That's coming up. Two days. K-R-A-V-E. Kicker.com. You can, it's not only about, in my opinion, it's not only about quitting smoking and nicotine and all that, that's great because you can break the physiological addiction, but the boost to the dopamine levels, uplifting, and this is organic, it's RSB approved. I want you to check it out and take advantage of the the discount, RSB 15. Mm -hmm. These are great gifts to give. And we've been talking about it a lot because it's doing wonderful, wonderful things. I see on the page there, the Indigo specs, th- you know, these are like the ones I'm wearing now with our blue blockers An American company, good people supporting G. Edward Griffin and the red pill expo use the code RSB10 to get 10% off all of your new glasses that have blue blocking capacity from mild to intense. And right now I'm wearing yeah, my dude, these,
1: blue. Are, these are cool because when I looked into yeah. these, cause I, I really want to get a pair. Yeah. Um, they have all these different styles, and you, they also, uh, you can get reading glasses. So if you know, mm-hmm. if you use reading glasses like I do, which yeah, is what I wear during the show, yeah. you can get the power and, and stuff like that. And it says here, and I have yet to verify this. I don't know if you have either, mm-hmm. but it looks like uh, for prescription glasses as well. You can upload your prescription, Yeah, uh, and you can get these in a prescription. Um, I
0: did that. I did that, and they're amazing. Okay. I just went to a local optometrist, got my eyes ch- updated, checked and they measured and i had the frames with me to do this i think you might need to do that um and then send them back because they have to measure certain things that are unique to each pair of glasses where where things fit but i'm a complicated case because i've got astigmatism and i'm old and so that that close-up stuff (laughs) is you know all of that anyway but they were great and they've done great work and they're an american company in doing really they're not sending out to china for this stuff which i like now i do you see the folium px one click on that Dude, okay. this is amazing. Yesterday we showed a video of my mom dancing on New Year's Day with her, her, her friend Christo who just turned 70. And nothing like my mom likes more than dancing. And she hasn't been able to dance in a couple of years. And it wasn't necessarily COVID-related. She was dealing with some stuff that was a bit mysterious. And we've been working on her, getting her back. And, and man, she's been through the, the ringer the last couple of years. And she is so dynamic and, and yet, oh, why don't you get dancing again, mom? And and she sent the video. It was up on uh, uh, Facebook yesterday. I saw it. We played it a little bit yesterday on the show. Now she's on Cardio Miracle getting results. We added in the folium PX from our friend, Babry. This is, as I said, a, a Chernobyl level antioxidant system. And I, I want to talk more in depth about it, but I will just say this. God bless you, Babry. Thank you for sending my mother, the folium PX, the three different formulas you have. She's been on them for, I don't know if it's been a month. But she, she's already reported to me, more energy, better sleep. Again, this is an extreme example of what my mom's been going through. She's 88. She's turning 89 on the 29th of January. Happy birthday in advance, mom. And I'm telling you, if this could help my mom through nothing else was really getting her back, you guys and gals got to consider, you know, antioxidants, as you know. And this is super powerful, the system that he's got there. And also a discount code, RSB10, 10% off. Take advantage of that. And and, and is a great guy, originally from a uh, Tbilisi, Georgia area of uh, former Soviet Union, Israel, and now America, doing amazing work. And shout out. Thank you, Babri, for helping my mom. She's amazing, doing so much well, so much better. And the fact that she hit the dance floor again, that's another miracle. In addition to Cardio Miracle, the Folium PX F O L I U M P X F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X.com. Please check that out. Uh, You see the commemorative uh, coins, the collectibles for health freedom, supporting the Robert Scott Bell Show. Those are still available, the commemorative silver rounds. Uh, We've got the Red Pill Expo. I know it says 2022, but he's still allowing uh, for registration for the uh, one in June of 2023. We don't know where it's going to be, but even if you can't make it, it's fully refundable. Take advantage of that. And as you scroll down, there's a whole lot of other good stuff you can get. I don't even know what I want to share with you besides how about... (laughs) I don't well,
1: there so is this this here. We did have, we had Robin Openshaw on Sunday. Oh
0: yeah. Join in before they run out of space. Video
1: masterclass. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was fun on there's Sunday. show. Yeah. All kinds of stuff here. Yeah. Well, okay. including again, upcoming events, uh, Trinity school of natural health, the next round of, of, uh, uh, topics that are teaching on are starting up soon. Trinity school.org. Of course the Trinity health freedom expo virtual is coming up in February. We have the uh, Warners event coming up uh, just a couple of days. We'll be be in Orlando. Uh, We've got the uh, Nashville event, which I'll be at for the Reawaken America tour. Then we've got Next Steps, uh, Tia Severino we had on yesterday. I mean, there's so many good things happening, folks. I said, focus on the good. Focus on the things that are uplifting and healing. There's so much more of that in reality, how powerful that is. But, of course, they want you to be afraid. They want you to separate, divide, and be conquered. And I know you don't want that, do you? So uh, get together whenever you can, is all I'm saying. And uh, as these events happen, please find a way to make it there. And don't be the obstacle. What I mean by that is don't say I can't afford it, even if your bank account says you can't. If you need to be somewhere, just talk to God, however you do. Pray, whatever. It's not God, give me the money to do this. It's like, good Lord, if, if, if you need me to be there, to be of service or to receive help, I don't want to be the obstacle. So I don't know how to do it but show me the way help me to see the way it makes it possible. And in that way, you are no longer a victim of your economic circumstances, but you're open to the gifts, the healing gifts of spirit that are always trying to be given unto you. And that we are the obstacle. We are our own worst enemy when it comes to that. If I have this belief, I'm not worthy, which is equivalent to saying I can't afford or I can't, right? That's the thing. Break that cycle. You talk about a great cycle to break in the new year if that's a resolution for you in addition to kicking smoking for those of you that do that would be an amazing thing break that cycle of negative self-talk and the belief that you're not worthy because you are all right uh nutritional frontiers normally we would have uh jamie and joe on from nutritional frontiers but they're going to join me at the event live in orlando so we'll have a lot of fun locally there with them and uh, cbdnf.com nutritionalfrontiers.com rsb 15 to get 15 percent off all of the wonderful products that they have, so validated, so wonderful. Now, one of my favorite topics here is diabetes over the years. It's because we know what to do for it, we know how to reverse it, not just treat it, particularly type two. We know type one is, is problematic, but I think that coming back to the cardio miracle as it relates to uh, regenerative events anywhere in the body, any organ or system, we need to have the vasculature restored. Nitric oxide can help to do that. So look to cardio miracle. But specific to the mineral discussion, I want to get into this for the new folks here in 2023. The headline reads over at Fox News, Type 2 Diabetes Study Predicts Startling Rise of the Condition Among America's Young People. The CDC says these figures are a wake-up call, but that same CDC will not do anything to promote the use of one key mineral that is most grossly deficient In any time, uh, the manifestation of what's called type 2 diabetes rears its ugly uh, sugar dysregulation head, okay? This is so important, and it's so simple to correct. Now, the study is projections of type 1 and type 2 diabetes burden in U.S. population age under 20 through 2060, the Search for Diabetes in Youth Study, published in the Journal Diabetes Care, December 29th of 2022. And uh, the predictions are horrific, as you might imagine. I won't even have to go into that. But I want to go into a couple of uh, statements in this article as we scroll down through it that are stunning that they would get away with this, the lies, the deception. Uh, One of the statements here is by Director uh, Deborah Howery. She's CDC Acting Principal Deputy Director Deborah Howery or Huri. She's an MD and a Master of Public Health. She said, this study further highlights the importance of continuing efforts to prevent and manage chronic diseases. Manage. Why? Why would the entirety of the CDC, you know, supposedly looking out for you, along with the FDA, be about managing? They do use the word prevent, but what do they mean by prevention? Is it getting you on metformin at an earlier age? What do they really mean by prevention? Is there any discussion of specific mineral supplementation other than lip service to, well, eat better and exercise? But they never define what eat better and exercise is unless it's avoid cholesterol and don't eat red meat. Despite the fact that there are minerals in animal proteins or things that contain uh, animal proteins, whether it be the muscle, which is the least nutritive part of an animal, or the organ meats, which is the most, and all of the minerals in there and how they could play a role in preventing. But it, oh, it's not that because you got to stay away because it might be high in cholesterol. Despite the fact that cholesterol is critical for endocrine function, keeping you young and healthy, brain health, et cetera. I don't digress. I just kind of depart from just the diabetes discussion momentarily. They go into type 1, and they say there is no known cause. How many decades have they been studying type 1 diabetes and its rise, and they say, we don't know what it is. And if I were to say, hey, maybe look at the autoimmune response following childhood vaccinations or vaccinations at any age, and they'll go, oh, we know it's not that. Once again, morons. We know it's we don't know what it is, but we know it's not that. How do you know it's not that? Because it can't be that. Really? Why can't it be that? Because it just can't. Doesn't that sound scientific to you? That's their argument. They have not studied it. They refuse to study it and acknowledge it because their belief in vaccines trumps their ability to think critically about negative causation or causal links between injecting toxic poisons, antigens, et cetera, and now mRNA. Type 2 diabetes, now they go to. Type 2 diabetes mellitus, or mellitus, however you pronounce it. It was used to be called adult-onset diabetes, of course, because it was not something you would find happening in children. How come over the course of a few generations now, children are regularly being diagnosed with pre diabetes, hypoglycemia, and or type 2 diabetes? They say it's linked with obesity and inactivity. Yeah, fine, I can say... That too. It's like, it's easy, easy thing to say, but it doesn't really explain it. Then they say what it is. They say, well, it's not, you're not producing enough insulin and your cells are becoming resistant to insulin. Okay. I'm getting to the money shot here. As they go down here, they talk about increased blood sugar, dysregulation. It could be dangerous. Duh. But then the sentence, five words, this condition cannot be cured. What? How do they how do they get away with lying like that? How do they get away with denying the people that have had diagnosed di- type 2 diabetes that have reversed it and they say it cannot be cured? This is on Fox News. So it doesn't matter whether it's more conservative than the liberal MSNBC, they're all promoting disinformation. And they'll go, well, we didn't know. We went to the experts. Well, the experts are promoting disinformation. The people with degrees are not thinking clearly, nor are they being paid to analyze the research that would reveal exactly what we know here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And if you're new, you're about to know it too. There are very specific minerals that are deficient or lost, precipitating the onset of type 2 diabetes. And the key one among all of them, more than important than any other in this particular discussion, is chromium. Now, for long-time listeners of the show, you know this is not new news to you, but I I acknowledge there are new people joining the Robert Scott Bell Show audience every day, and you're welcome. The water's warm, and it's rife with the minerals you need. Now, in Unlock the Power to Heal, thanks to our dearly departed friend Chris Barnata Doc, we included information on this particular mineral, chromium, and what it does. And I, from time to time, I love to just give you this analogy. It's better than point of foci that Super Don doesn't like. It's so easy, especially a truck driver will understand it. Not to denigrate truck drivers because they're some of the biggest fans of the Robert Scott Bell show. That means they're smarter than the average people. <laughs> what is it about a truck driver analogy in this case? All right, let's talk about type 2 diabetes. The inability to manage blood sugar that they end up calling a Resistance to insulin. So let's talk about the semi-tractor trailer truck that carries the sugar molecule. This is the insulin. The semi-tractor trailer truck. All right. The truck driver drives that truck to the cells. Just like it's taking a big delivery of whatever in that semi-tractor and going to a loading dock. It gets to the loading dock. And lo and behold, there are no dock workers to offload the truck. And even if the driver were to get out and try and help, it's a whole truckload. One guy, not going to do it so well. No machinery, no forklifts, nothing. That is tantamount to the absence of chromium, chromium being the dock workers, that would then take that transported sugar and insulin and deliver it from that truck into the cells where it's needed, either for use immediately or for storage as fat. And the reverse is also true. How critical the chromium molecule is, as well as vanadium. I'm not going to ignore that. So, if you go to the choose to behealthy.com website, you will find Food Research as a 100% whole food form of chromium and vanadium combination. And this is the replacement for what we used to have in eight response chromium until they changed it. And it's not as pure and clean and, and, and organic and whole food as we would like. That's why we're using the Food Research brand. And if you got that superton, you can show it up on screen. This is the difference maker. It's not insulin resistance. It's a lack of doc workers to offload the sugar in the insulin. Glucose sugar balance is the name of it. Food research, you can get that at choosetobehealthy.com. Use the code RSB5 to get the discount. Now, I'm not saying that the only mineral in the, that's important in the world is chromium, but the point is, specific to this discussion, if we ignore chromium's role here, we're missing everything, and we're going to go, well, let's take a drug to manage it. And then they go, manage, manage, and you can never cure it. Because they never acknowledge the deficiency that exists that precipitates it, that makes it inevitable. And yes, the replenishment of the right form, because you can get dietary supplements right now in a health food store, not choose to be but in a health food store that carries chromium picolinate, which is crap, cellular crap, poop. Talk about poop that they repurpose and bind to chromium, picolinic acid. And that is cellular waste. That is not going to work. That is not going to reverse type 2 diabetes, nor is chromium chloride or chromium polynicotinate. The wrong form will not work. The whole food form, 100 micrograms, three to four times daily, depending on your starting point. And you will see the miracles of, <laughs> well, you'll prove the FDA, the liars that they are, or this are the author of this article, the liars they are, saying that you can't cure or reverse type 2 diabetes. You certainly can. So y'all do that. If you want, I think that'd be a good thing, don't you? No more drugs, no more managing disease. Unload it by replenishing the minerals that are lost that were not there to begin with and have been depleted further via the exposure to glyphosate, as we talked about, and other things. All right, super done. Anything else you want to add to the uh, IB- no, I B? No, I want to get to I B D next because there's a interesting article on that. But any more on the uh, nope. Crohn- slash I B? No, nope. moving on. i oh, listen to this. I was my last of my uh my tea from this morning. Oh, nice. Thank you for that. Drinking that, slurping that through my bombija. You know, that's why I like the, the loose tea. Anyway. So uh, let's go to the uh, natural blaze article here. I think it's based on um, some published re- research. Here's the headline. IBD treatment with no medication. A healthy lifestyle may prevent up to 60% of cases. Well, I would say It'd be closer to 100% of cases. I mean, it's rare that you have an IBD, irritable bowel, if it weren't for poor lifestyle choices, eating glyphosate infested foods, exposure to heavy metals, you know, other pesticides, deficiencies of the connective tissue minerals like silicon and copper. For years and years and years, we've been talking about the silver aloe gut recovery protocol, which doesn't involve any drugs. I've talked to you about going into a naturopathic college, the oldest one in the United States, and speaking at one of their gastroenterology conferences. These are licensed NDs going through the oldest naturopathic college in the nation. And I was invited as the only homeopath to speak at that particular conference. This is like eight or nine years ago now, at least. And how disappointing it was to learn that naturopaths, even, well, the older graduates, if you will, that had been graduating in practice for decades in some cases, every one of the protocols revealed for dealing with IBD, IBS, other things like of gastrointestinal inflammatory diseases, bowel diseases, every one of them involved various medications, drugs, whether they be antibiotics or prednisone, steroid hormones. Of all the the doctors that were presenting that day at that conference on gastroenterology, I was the only one that had remedied it with zero medications, no drugs at all, which tells you how far naturopathy has strayed from its original purpose and intent when you go through these allopathic naturopathic schools. Now, granted, you will learn a little bit more than the pharmaceutical, full-on allopathic medical schools, but you'll still be licensed to... Shoot people up with vaccines and 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 diagnose and, and treat infection with antibiotics, which is a evidence of a failure. Yes, I said that. Evidence of a failure as a physician to properly correct the microbiome and the immune system of the patient to be able to overcome infection without chemotherapy. Chemo. Antibiotics are chemo. And so this article, IBD treatment with no medication, a healthy lifestyle may prevent up to 60% of the cases. Well, duh, at least that. In my opinion, my experience, I haven't had to resort to these drugs to help people, much less myself, even though I was on drugs for many years being raised pharmaceutically. The condition has increasingly become more of a health concern in recent years. With that in mind, a team of researchers pulled data from the Nurses' Health Safety uh, and the Health Professionals' Follow-Up Study to determine how a healthy lifestyle may prevent it altogether. They talk about um, modifying your risk factors. Um, you yeah, know, it's a de- it's a decent study, but I don't think it goes specific enough. Interestingly enough, the team found that 346 cases of Crohn's disease and 456 cases of ulcerative colitis emerged in this study about what they were on. And um, let's see, did a lower score of 43% could have prevented based on changes. Oh, this was the big money shot. They also found that maintaining a healthy lifestyle could have prevented 61% of Crohn's disease cases, and 42% of ulcerative colitis cases. Now, we would be more clear to define a healthy lifestyle means organic, clean, quality food, non-GMO food, would include mineral supplementation, whole food variety, if you will, would include things like Miracle for enhanced circulation, nitric oxide production, would include, yes, exercise, would include hydration with clean water, preferably hydrogen water like the echo water systems. And if you have these inflammatory bowel diseases to deliver things to the areas in need that restore integrity to the connective tissue, including supplementing the minerals I mentioned, bringing silver now copper into the area for regeneration. It's amazing what can be done and to eradicate the dysbiotic microorganisms that grow out of sorts because you have relied on antibiotics and other toxic poisons drugs, or you drink fluoridated and chlorinated water and you don't filter that stuff out, which has to be done, has to be done. So good news is they're actually uh, on the right track that it doesn't take drugs to uh, cure, which can't manage it best. But remember, they manage those inflammatory bowel diseases until they resection your bowel and, and give you a colostomy bag to wear, including young people like teenagers. IBD treatment with no medication, healthy lifestyle may present up to six, prevent up to 60% of those cases. How many times are you having a bowel movement, doctor? you got some work to do. I'll be speaking about this and more at the uh, event that Ta- Doctors Terry and Stu Warner are hosting in Orlando this week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 5th through the 8th of January. All right, final story of the day. Short people got no reason to. Oh man, I'm in trouble. I sang a Randy Newman song. Uh, the New York Times is attacking heightism. <laughs> it's it's calling that we must, tall people of the world must mate with short people to save the earth. <laughs> I'm not, this is not the Babylon Bee, is it? It's Breitbart is reporting this. There's an actual writer, a Sunday essay titled, There Has Never Been a Better Time to Be Short, written by Mara Altman. This sounds like a woman who is just disastrously imbalanced about her height or the height of her children and hates tall people. And I don't know, Super Don, what we have time to cover in this thing, but you read it and you're just laughing. You'll cry. Basically. Um,
1: Yeah. The impression I got was that her kids probably got bullied in school for being short. Yeah. And so she decided to write an article. uh, And. Yeah, she just goes on to talk about how basically tall people mm-hmm. um, are oppressors. Yeah. Um, and I'm telling
0: you, she should just, why didn't she just come right out and call for the extermination <laughs> of tall people? Well,
1: she in a way, she almost does. She's, she's saying that, uh, you know, uh, short uh, people are better mm-hmm. for the planet. Yeah. And so basically, uh, you know, uh, we should kind of, I guess what, like breed the tall people out of the.
0: Yeah, ma- pool? I guess I don't know a license to mate if you're tall only with short people, but with short people you know, yeah. get into the problem of short fat people shouldn't bring that up. No, I mean, well, somebody's got to bring that up. I mean, if, if it's all about tall people having to eat more, what about short fat people? What about them? That's um, not fair.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they're good for the planet.
0: Short round, right? I'm she just says, bad.
1: while other parents boast about their kids uh, eat them out of house and home and grow out of shoes, Yes, the very w- week a new pair is bought, as if it's a badge of honor, Altman states that her children eat like gerbils. <laughs> she says, uh, it's fine. They're healthy. And mm-hmm. because of their uh, low percentiles, we save money and food. And they yeah. fit into the same pair of shoes for a year. Yeah. She says, growing like a weed? No thanks. I'll take growing like a cactus.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit prickly. Yeah, when you compare your kids to gerbils, I don't know if the kids are really appreciative of that. Uh, let's see. Altman posits that a short, as a short person herself, she said, the only thing I can't do is grab things off high shelves. But that works out fine at the grocery store because tall people love to reach for things. It makes them feel like their excessive limbs still have a purpose. <laughs> Wow. Excessive limbs. That's not insulting at all. Gosh, darn it. Now in response, some of the people that wrote in on Twitter, the stupidest op-ed in the New York times opinion page I've ever read. I'm short. I'm a short way from canceling my prescription. Uh, Let's see. Here's a New York times op-ed complaining, not unreasonably against prejudice and discrimination against the short but being in a new york times op-ed it doesn't dare criticize the prime practitioners of heightism women in the dating market oh that's interesting cuz women often like to date taller men yeah, and really? there's some some tall women too so yeah. what do we do about tall women dude i'm telling you and then the-
1: we uh, we 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 employ them at the grocery stores to reach the tall cans for the short people wow
0: all right. Uh-huh. Well, we've got a lot more to do, but we're out of time. We got a bonus round coming up. If you want to stick around, 60 seconds from now, or if you're on the podcast, it's a blip. But I thank you for being here. Please sign up to become part of the newsletter. Right? It's the newsletter, super it It's the newsletter. Think, uh, it we didn't the uh, poll question of the day we want to get to, but text RSB to two two eight two eight and you can be part of the newsletter and uh, also the Patreon support crew as well. We're going to do. I think we're going to try for a Saturday. Hopefully, we can do that for this month because we did a weeknight. Uh, for our last AMA of the year 2022. So we'll see what we can do to uh, coordinate that. But uh, I would just urge you, if you don't already, get the newsletter. It's a lot of great stuff SuperOn putting out there. We'll, we'll talk about the poll question of the day and uh, yesterday's results as well. We didn't cover that yet. And I thank uh, uh, Lori for being on, Lori Gagan for being on today. And we'll look forward to having the uh, Nutritional Frontiers crew on when we're together in Florida and Orlando in the next couple of days. So thank you for being here. We'll check out what's going on in the chat room momentarily because the power to heal is yours all right bonus round uh, commences now let me sit on my stool here and see what's going on what is going on in the chat room i notice uh our friend charles pixley is there he uh, he sent a direct message through the website robertscottbell.com the uh listen uh link page has a, a chat room for those of you who are watching on social media uh, come on over to RobertsGabbell.com and we continue on. And, and that chat room is open 24-7, although it's most active, of course, when we're on the air. Uh, he was talking about mag citrate-flavored liquids removed everywhere in Florida. And he says he checked in New York. They're not on the shelves there either. He's speculating that mag citrate was found to uh, disrupt the side effects of the jab. And uh, that's why they eliminated it. I don't know the story there, Charles. Honestly, I haven't. We can't follow everything. But then he says, two tablespoons of Epsom salts with lemon juice, orange juice, and water work faster and better. So the point is, he's wondering, do you have any thoughts about using Epsom salts to detox the body and draw toxins out of the system? Well, I'm in favor of them, and they can be done uh, to do that, Charles. So nothing wrong with that. Uh, There's a lot of ways to skin the proverbial detox pathways. Let's just say it that way. Uh, So uh, thank you for that, Charles. appreciate always your insight there. Let's see what else is going on. Oh, my gosh. I haven't been able to pay attention much to the chat room today. I feel neglectful. Michael Bolden's there. Hi, Michael. FDA says that CBD is illegal to put into food, but they can't do anything about it. That's my point, Super Don. They might try. They might want to regulate CBD, but I think they've lost the battle. What can they do? What do you think they can do?
1: I know. The FDA, just they, they just can't do anything. In fact, we shouldn't even talk about them anymore because they, they, they don't, you they, got nothing to complain about. They they have no power. Yeah, they can't do anything. You know. I ask you for something concrete right?
0: and this is what you do. You push right? back out. The FDA can't do anything. Really?
1: Well, I don't know. What do you want me to do? Like cover what, what we've is- talked about on the show every day for the last year? I'm just asking, what do you think specifically? You're- <laughs> you can't do nothing? I don't know. They're just there.
0: What, what, what do they do? They like, we need to get Michael Bolden the cool back on. He tested the audio? He, has he tested it so we can talk to not him yet, about no. this? Because I'm not, not tired yet. of talking to you about the no You know,
1: the, the opportune time would have been during the, the break, but it just didn't happen. So now we got to yeah. work around his schedule of taking pictures of his avocado toast. So.
0: <laughs> did we take pictures of the pizza we made, Bolden? I don't think we did. We should have.
1: Anyway. All the only right. pictures of food I take are during the holidays because it's like a Something
0: to behold, but yeah, it is a spectacle when you when I see the, the spread that you guys have during the holidays. It's very impressive. Yep. Very impressive. All right, let's see what else is in the chat room. Anything else? Oh, uh, let's see. Um, Lori was reminding us that in addition to the chromium that you can get, the whole food format choose to be healthy.com, you can get uh Chris Barr's books on chromium and selenium, still available through mm-hmm. Johnson Of course, some of that information I included in Unlock the Power to Heal, courtesy of Chris, not a doc. Uh, to get that out to a wider audience that, you know, maybe never heard or met him. So, uh, but yes, that's another way to do that. Uh, Steve says, Chris Barr taught that chromium picolinate slowly damages the kidneys because it gets loaded into the kidneys along with the glucose, whereas the GTF chromium, the whole food chromium, stays in the outer surface of the kidney cells. Yeah. hmm Very good. Yeah.
1: All right. So you wanted to take a look at the poll.
0: Yeah, I was curious. So actually,
1: yesterday's poll, we'll will hit that first, just because okay. it was um, it was the first poll of the
0: day in a week. Of yeah, you had been taking some. Well, not I can't say you take downtime honestly because you were working on a lot of projects. I
1: replaced it with other stuff that I needed yeah, you to do or you know, yeah. stuff, but it was okay. I, I'm not complaining. It, it, right. You know, stuff that uh, I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, the the first uh, poll was a
0: simple one. Do you have yep. a new year's resolution? Look at our crowd. No, 78 percent No. Did you say, did you expect that?
1: I kind of did because we we've, we've talked about new year's resolutions before yeah. and and from what I recall, you know, the the response was, you know, we why bother, you know? Yeah. Just you you could start today. Why wait until new year's day or something, right? Way
0: more pragmatic population in the Robert Scabell show audience. I love that. Right. Right, yeah, right. only 20% said yes, and 2% mm-hmm. were not sure. I don't know how you're not sure by now. Do you have one or you don't? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, well, Hey,
1: I put that there because you said I should, and you know what? Usually, I don't think we've ever had a poll mm-hmm. where someone hasn't taken advantage of the not sure, the not sure option. Thing? Oh, yeah. yeah, I yeah.
0: think it's, I kind of find it funny on the 3rd of January, if by now you're not sure, you probably don't have a New Year's resolution.
1: So <laughs> well, that having- was that was that was the second of January. Oh, that was the second of January. Give okay. them give twenty four hours.
0: So, what was uh, the, the the question that you put out in the poll today? Well, for-
1: I'll give you three guesses, and, and the first you don't count. Obviously, okay. it was a big story today yeah. that we opened with, and so the uh, I just put it out there. Why not? Yeah. Do you think Damar Hamlin's cardiac arrest is due to the COVID vaccine? Right.
0: I haven't seen results on this, but I will hazard a guess and i'll be right that the vast majority of people in our audience will say yes and i agree with them again the point of our opening today was not to disagree with people that think the jab has a lot to do with it but Mm -hmm. it's just the overt definitive statement that you know that it does as opposed to you know those that say and they know it isn't so let's see what is that can you go full screen it's hard for me to see that
1: yeah it went small i got the whole thing there so okay
0: so 40 well almost 41 percent said yes 29 said no that's interesting it's a little closer than i thought and mm-hmm. i think here's where not sure is absolutely 100 so percent and that is money. the one
1: if i were if i took if i did the poll that's the one
0: i would choose as well yeah but because is, there's no way that we can be sure no but your question is do you think not are you sure correct yeah and so i and think even it's really if i thought it,
1: I mean let me let's parse the words here yeah do you think mm-hmm. that it, it is due to the COVID vaccine yeah well, yeah, okay. So, yeah, maybe.
0: If you had said you think it's caused only by the COVID vaccine, then you would probably get a lot more not sure Correct. or no. But to say that it's contributing, I would say it's very reasonable for those of us in this audience. Now, to tomorrow's yeah.
1: poll, because I think yeah. this this DeMar uh, Hamlin story is going to have some legs on it for a few days here. Yeah. Um, as everybody's waiting to see, and hopefully he's okay. Yeah. You know, the thing I'm concerned about is... um when, you, when you've had CPR for nine minutes, mm-hmm. I believe I was reading, in fact, I think it was even the Steve Kirsch article, he was saying that once you hit 10 minutes, they consider you dead. Yeah. Um, and while you may have kept the heart beating, he wasn't breathing for nine minutes. Yeah. So the the possibility of there being some permanent damage there is pretty high, I think, after nine minutes of CPR. But we don't know. I'm speculating like everybody else when I make that statement. So I'm just guessing. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, I think the next poll Mm -hmm. I'll I'll throw out there tomorrow will be, do you think it's possible that his cardiac arrest was not due to the vaccine? Mm. I'd be interested to see what those numbers look like compared to. You know what my response would be? What?
0: If it was found that he wasn't vaccinated, then I would agree with that. No, that's not the question, though. I know, but that—that's uh, me playing. Because Kobe is, let me ask
1: you this: Is it possible? See, mm-hmm. and this—that's—that's that's the key word. Yeah. Is it possible? I feel like we're like I'm 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 uh, I'm, I'm doing a trial beyond a shadow yeah. of a doubt, right? Yeah. Uh, is it Is it possible that someone mm-hmm. could get vaccine mm-hmm. and have a heart attack and have it not be due to the vaccine?
0: I don't think it's plausible, but it is possible.
1: That's not the word I use, though. <laughs> right. What? All right. Yes. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So some of these polls have have zero relevance to anything in the world, and we need to have those sometimes. But some of them, you know, it it makes you think. It challenges you. Yeah. Right. Stupid question, (laughs) (laughs) Cleo. I love that stupid question.
0: I think he was referring to you or me.
1: Uh, The question, I hope. I hope it was the question, not not, right. not, a, not a personal. Uh,
0: yeah, some of those I've agreed with with Cleo <laughs> on. When I've said, "Really, you had to ask that question?" You're like, "Yeah, yeah you're not the one coming up with it." I know. <laughs> All right, hit the chest, knock the blood out of the heart. Yeah, look said the plausibility and the reality of that specific hit. You cannot say it had nothing to yeah, do with
1: yeah. it. Talk to the thirty some odd people every year that have been uh, recorded uh, that experienced that. You know, I mean, yeah, guess what for them? Yeah. Yeah. It's real. So, but listen, it's like everything else. We won't know the details for, for, you know, some time here, just like anything that happens. Um, and then we'll get to do the, do get to do the part of, are they telling the truth? Right. Yeah. Yeah, Are they covering it up? You know, is it pot, you know, are they just, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. So for those of you that are following uh, uh, politics and are interested, um, and I'm sure we'll have more to talk about with Jonathan Emord on Thursday, uh, Kevin McCarthy has been trying his darndest to become Speaker of the House. So they've had three votes now, uh, and he's lost all three.
0: Dude, that look, that's, <laughs> me, evidence of some changes at the uh, – um, you know, the elected office level, you know, in the House of Representatives as the Senate. And we talk about Jonathan E. run for the Senate. Would it be better to have him in the U.S. Senate than than Tim Kaine? Oh, it's inarguable, I believe. And the thing is, when we talk about FDA stuff like CBD and homeopathy, Mike, like, can you imagine having Jonathan E. in there lecturing to the entire Senate about how irresponsible and ridiculous what the FDA is trying to do is, much less the unconstitutionality of it. I mean, that, that's a, that would be like a new sheriff in town a little bit, a little bit different, maybe a lot bit different. Even more so, I think, in some ways than Ron Paul, uh, and that's not a denigration of Ron Paul, just because Ron is a physician, uh, you know, was committed to, to liberty at all levels, constitution at all levels. So it isn't about a, a criticism there. It's just the unique experience of Jonathan Emord as an attorney who loves and appreciates the Constitution and his experience in, in beating back the oligarchy through the, the you know the legal profession, for instance, how that would impact his ability to uh, write laws or you know do some things to change things there. It, it's the, it's his experience that's unique. That's all I'm saying. So, what do you got on this? Uh, go full screen on that. He needs so to this get. Was to the, this
1: was the third vote. So
0: he needs two eighteen. <laughs> he
1: look. I mean, he he had got two o two. Jeffries, who is yeah. the Democrat? Well,
0: yeah, the Democrats vote, vote all in, and, and so whoever yeah. carries the majority typically gets the speakership. That's why they say it'll be a Republican speaker. But there are twenty right. Republicans holding out and going, "We don't want McCarthy," or McCarthy's going to have to do some deal making with them uh, in order to get him. Uh, you know that those twenty Republican votes. I think, if I remember correctly, he'll only need sixteen of them. Mm. To get to 218. I think that's the magic number. If I was reading that earlier. Yeah. You know? yeah. But McCarthy is an establishment Republican.
1: I don't know, really don't know much about the guy. Um, mm. so I, I really couldn't tell. But what you know what turns me off about him is how he he is it just comes across as he's just wanting it at all costs. It's like he needs to have that. like
0: Hillary Clinton, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah.
1: so it's like that that makes me feel like ah, or maybe he shouldn't get it. it is my
0: destiny. Yeah,
1: so yeah. anyway, we'll hear more about that on Thursday, I'm sure.
0: Okay, yeah, let's do that. All right, Orlando coming up really soon, and I'm looking forward to seeing, so and, and a couple of folks that won uh, at the last AMA are supporters, uh, Daria and Lori. I'm going to be bringing their gifts. I got uh, uh, two sets of silver, silver gel, sprays, and such, so uh, I want to thank Sovereign Silver for that to be able to give that way. And we'll be pouring shots of copper and silver that weekend. I think Cardio Miracle may be there as well. So we'll be pouring shots of Cardio Miracle. Our friends from Nutritional Frontiers will be there. So there'll be all kinds of goodies you'll be able to access. So many cool things. Uh, and I think Daria, our our, our our new supporter, our patron supporter, is also a physician, medical doctor, scientist. She's she's whip smart. Remember her on for the first time at, at the AMA? And she's also a very big fan of, she's actually a brain surgeon. Uh, but I think she's retired as physician, and now she focuses on the um, what was the, the name of the the mat the bio mat that she uses. Um, good Lord, I'm I'm embarrassed. I, I forget. Can't remember. The name. It's one of the main ones, the big ones, the original ones that everybody. But yeah, anyway, you can try that out when you're there. Uh, and uh, I apologize for not rem- beamer. Oh, I got it. Beamer. B e m e r. Beamer. Yeah, oh, I she thought she was beamer. talking about her car. Yeah, I know you were thinking that, but that's not what she was discussing. Okay. I don't know what she drives. All right. What else is in the chat room or anywhere else to cover before we wrap it up for today? Let's see. Sherry's there. DJ Katie's there. Who else? What's going on in the chat room there? Oh, Facebook page invites and stuff. Okay. There. Yeah. The not a nurse and not a doc page. Uh, when you want to go further into some of the protocols that Chris had set up, it's still available through Facebook and I hope it always will be, but the not a nurse and not a nut page and you have to be added. I believe it's whole food focused. So let's see. Oh, uh, going back on some, some chat room stuff for Michael Bolden on the CBD issue about, I was asking, what can the FDA do? Can they regulate it now? It's out of the bag, you know, out of the bottle. They can and they can't. If enough people just keep buying and consuming CBD, the FDA can't stop them. So it's really up to the fortitude of the people. That's why I agree, Super D. What's different about the FDA regulatory structure is it always had the capacity to bully everybody into compliance. But on the issue of cannabis slash CBD, their bullying tactics, their fear tactics, are, are it's too late. That's what's different. That's never been the case for FDA in the past. Where they had the bully pulpit to regulate based on the fear of the people, the willingness to comply. And that's no longer the case with this particular ingredient. That's why I asked you, not jokingly, but seriously, if you can come up with something you think they could achieve regulatory-wise, I'd be open to hearing it. It wasn't me being really mad at you. It's just asking. It's like, I'm just trying to think, what could they do? And I'm not sure what, unless the people, as Michael Bolden points out, would comply, and I don't think they will anymore on this issue.
1: We'll see. Okay. We will see. You know, um, I remember years ago, Mm -hmm. and we covered this on the show, there used to be this product out on the uh, market,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it was called Primatine Mist. Remember that? Yes. And it was the only over-the-counter product out there that people could get for asthma that didn't require a prescription. Yeah. Uh, Somebody... Somewhere up in the government didn't like the fact that it was on the market and mm-hmm. people could get it without a prescription, and so they came up with some cuckoo thing about it having CFCs in it, right? And it was uh, destroying the ozone layer. Yeah, I all remember. of the people using primatine mist were causing climate change or global yeah. warming or what. This it's was like years ago. People. It was yeah. it was like uh, two thousand eleven, I think. Yeah,
0: um,
1: yeah. And so, what did they do? Mm-hmm. Did all of the people that were uh, using primatine mist for asthma, did the fact that they were all using it, did that keep the FDA from being able to pull it off the market and make it illegal?
0: No, they got screwed, but I think it's a bad example. I get where you're going with it. I, I just don't think they're going to be able to convince the world that CBD is causing... I'm not gonna, I, what, I'm
1: gonna do, what I'm going to say is I'm not going to compare primatine okay. mist to CBD as far as the amount of consumption that takes place. Yes, but I'm going to say that when the FDA or somebody along the way decides that they want to take something off the market, they're going to try and figure out a way to do it. And I'm not going to put it past them that if they, let's say let's just let's just mm-hmm. play devil's advocate here, right? Let, let's 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 create some kind of uh, a script. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to, and specifically, I mean, they they put it out there. They want to look at uh, it being used over an extended period of time, and mm-hmm. or uh, being used when somebody's pregnant. So let's say they come out with their science and it shows some sort of negative effect somehow on Mm -hmm. women who are pregnant or somebody who takes it for a certain period of time, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they've already got the product uh, uh, that they can, that they've approved as a pharmaceutical drug. So it's, it's not like, it's not like, you know, they're they're not looking at it and going, Hey, you know, we've got the solution to the problem, right? Take Epidiolex Mm -hmm. instead, is it possible that they could do some damage to that, right, in a, in a regulatory way, as far as it being something that people can just freely use and, and stuff, if, if on a federal basis?
0: Yeah. Well, they, uh, it's if, already if there banned were on a federal they, basis. So, what are you talking about? It's already technically not legal on a federal basis. So, CBD. Yeah. So, what, what are they going to well, do?
1: Except, except you've got what, the 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 situation with the Farm Act, right? Yeah. So I, all I'm saying is is that, you know, uh, if you just want to go, ah, eh, they can't do anything about it. That's fine. Maybe you're right. But when I see this, this is a red flag for me and it's sure. on the radar and I think it's something they're we need to pay attention to, to yeah. because they have been jonesing
0: to do so, yeah.
1: To do so for just
0: really like for decades they want to target homeopathy which they're trying mm-hmm. incrementally and you might be right, the incremental approach if we don't have a, an e in the Senate. Seriously. And you know the thing is, Mitch McConnell as much as we are not fans of Mitch McConnell, Mm-hmm. On cannabis, specifically CBD, he's been a champion oh, yeah. if Mitch McConnell. You know, the FDA might succeed. I'm just, that's just one name that's unusual. People go, well, Mitch McConnell, we're not big fans of him. But on this particular issue, he's been lobbied heavily enough where he's all in and a number of other Republicans too. So it, it's not going to be as easy for the FDA to get away with it because there's a lot of people in Congress and the Senate that are going, uh-uh, hands off of this FDA. Mm-hmm. So that's also different. That in, in terms of primatine mist, you didn't have many senators or any ho- ho- reps going, oh, no, we've got to save primatine mist.
1: Right. That and Bolden makes different. a point there. He's re- and, and, you know, you were right. CBD is still illegal in food after yeah. the Farm Act. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's so many, like, little landmines that are still out there. And I yeah. get the whole, you know, whole nullification. And, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally behind that in principle, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. But does the FDA have the ability… Mm-hmm. To do a uh, you know to an end around somewhere somehow with all these mm-hmm. these things that are going on that they could uh, make things difficult for people. Of course they do. Yeah, you know, look at what they did, and look, we don't agree with smoking, but you know they've they've gone after flavored cigarettes, and they're trying to go after menthol cigarettes and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. they have the ability if they have enough time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and they can get enough of their science to back it. They can um, ha- have a negative impact on things, and so you know what what's the solution get involved, pay attention you know when when these uh, there's a lot of good cannabis uh, organizations out there mm-hmm. that are working you know normal is one of them, yeah, uh, they've been around forever, and yeah. so you know you might want to get involved you know follow what they're 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 reporting on you know get involved, do the letter thing to the congress people and and stuff like that because you know. I think when you when you get complacent, that's when bad
0: things happen. Sure. You know? Yeah. No, I'm not going to argue that. Okay. But anyway, good discussion. Bonus round. This is a gravity-fed bonus round. Pretty intense stuff. And
1: Like a Berkey know. water filter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very good. Let's see. Anything else that we want to cover today? Any other announcements? Breaking news? Any updates on the football player today uh, since we've gone on the air? A couple hours I ago?
1: I haven't seen anything. Um, yet the family put out a, uh, statement this morning, um, just asking for people to pray and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, you know, support the family. And, yeah. um, there's a lot of debate going on in the media, you know, about, you know, the whole, you know, what people talking about vaccines and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, but the dust is going to settle. Hopefully he's going to end up being okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll know, you know, they're going to have to do some, they, I'm sure they must, there's the thing is they must know something at this point. They just haven't released it yet. Yeah. Um, For whatever reason.
0: You know, the most surprising thing to me about this whole thing is that it hadn't happened already, that it took this long for something like, you knew inevitably, I knew eventually this is going to be front and center. They're not going to be able to hide it. There's too many people and it's going to happen in a public forum like this. And now the questions are gonna be raised. And as we saw in that poll question, I was even stunned by that, how many percentage-wise of people, including Democrats now, thinking, yep, there's some harm coming from these jabs. That was even shocking for me to see in that poll, from a Rasmussen poll. Yeah. So. So,
1: all right. Well, tomorrow, mm-hmm. we have got. Yeah, we're going to be Ty live tomorrow,
0: and I got to head to the, uh, do, do you know if Ty's showing up?
1: I don't know yet. I'll find yeah. out. But Curtis Cost uh, is Curtis scheduled Andrew. in the first hour. We haven't had him on in a while. Did you test his audio yet? Not yet, but we will, I'll probably do it in the morning. We'll get All right. it figured awesome.
0: out. Awesome. We love Curtis. And, and uh, we're going to dart out. Probably be an abbreviated uh, bonus round tomorrow because I'm going to have to break the equipment down immediately and finish packing and head out. Mm-hmm. And um, But then I'm excited. You know, We're going to be in Florida on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and doing shows and interviews and lectures which in fact after the show today i've got to work on my powerpoint and get the information for the cmes that they need so i'm not done working nor are you super d i know lots more to do so thank you all for being here yep. thank you uh lori for coming on the show today uh what is it stop spraying glyphosate.com i think it was lori yep. gagan yeah and we'll get together with our friends from nutritional frontiers when we're down in florida as well Get some updates on their events too.
1: All right, Lori wants to know what time you're landing in Orlando. Midnight.
0: No, yeah, I don't think
1: Lori will be waiting for you. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. I'm going to bed. Right? Yep. So, so all right. Man. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and um, have a have a great day. We're we're expecting snow. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah. Hey, Don, I'm on Delta, too. Are you going to be there tomorrow, the Orlando flight? I see Don's in the audience. Delta Dawn? Yes. That's our favorite Delta Dawn. So, it's flying out. What are those flowers you have on?
1: <laughs> Boy, well, that's a blast from the past. mm mm-hmm. so, <sighs> Okay. All right. All right. Have a good Spaters. afternoon, guys. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah.